0: Free Butos
1: Network! Hi, this is Devon Track with the Free Buddhist Network. Today we bring you another episode of the Nerd Herders. But first, a quick message from the head geek himself, Terrace Cassidy. Terrace would like you to know that there's currently an ongoing Indiegogo campaign to help save the home of Gary Gygax, the birthplace of D&D. If you're interested in helping to save the Gygax home, please refer to the Indiegogo campaign link that's available in the show notes. We hope you enjoy the show.
0: I'm a nerd, and, uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
2: I know they're all thinking I'm so white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy.
3: think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Matt, you can consult with your sock puppet that you, uh... Wow. Definitely
1: you will not be coming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's going to be all the substance. I got the best substance.
1: Anyway. <laughs> Well, a new a new edition counts as new for purposes of this podcast you know <laughs> we keep it loose it's laundry night <laughs> she's doing her hair uh...
2: <laughs> we are we are we are the nerd herders who's scruffy looking <laughs>
0: all right hello welcome to the nerd herders episode who knows our first episode of 2022
3: uh i'm joined tonight by ian clark how are you doing tonight ian hi andy i'm doing great and we are also joined by dave Farr. hello and we are joined by matt and alex
1: (laughs) uh hi i'm i'm matt and uh also with me is my is uh Stino.
3: Hi, I'm
1: Justin. Oh, just that's now.
3: <laughs> that is the first time I've ever heard Matt call him that. Me
1: too. I gotta, I gotta, you know, I'm pandering to the listeners, really. Uh, Both historical. of
3: them historical. All back together
0: again, finally recording. Uh, we get to see quite a bit of each other uh, over the last uh, several months, uh, but uh, we decided to pick up the uh, mics and the earbuds. Uh, and the Skype and uh get back to recording the Nerd Herders podcast. This time around, we're gonna go through and uh talk a little bit about our recent uh trip out to Chicago for Adepticon. All right, yes, this we'll episode guarantees
1: down. you'll get at least one episode in twenty twenty two.
0: Yay. We have goals. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: They were discussed. Yeah. They Twice were. as much Ooh. as last year, so four
0: the bridge david like yeah, bridge. <laughs> dave, <laughs> yeah i think um, backgrounds i think dave dave put it uh, very succinctly when we when we talked out at adapticon <laughs> that with the pandemic uh everybody picked up uh on the podcasting trend and after 10 years we were finding ourselves uh maybe in a little bit of a rut uh also a little bit busy with our kind of personal lives as well so um we definitely enjoyed doing this um but we were also kind of getting to hang out a little bit more um so wasn't you know as pressing but we definitely like doing it we wanted to kind of bring it back um we've had a lot of benefits from doing the show as well so we thought hey for our three listeners out there
3: let's uh let's try to put something together (laughs) you and matt do that and it drives me crazy we have we have (laughs) listeners just say
1: his name greg (laughs) and dan
3: dan and dance and sometimes Adam, <laughs> maybe Jamie's still
0: out there, <laughs> okay, the three confirmed listeners, I guess is no, I again we we do this because we're having fun, I think Matt and I say it that way because we're doing it because we're having fun, um, a lot of us are having fun right now with some of the emojis built into skype um party. and and goofing off, uh, but that's perfect. that's exactly what this show's all about, um, and tonight we'll probably forego some of our kind of semi-regular unusual suspects um our gadget of the week our book buddy (laughs) corner our rogue squadron our incoming i mean um,
1: after that last nerd herders winter retreat episode which is pretty crazy i think we need to reel it back in a little bit
0: yeah you're right the the lost the lost episode um (laughs) We figured we'd talk a little bit about Adepticon, unfortunately, um, you know, Stina wasn't able to make it out there uh, this time around, but uh, Dave, Matt, Ian, and I were all there. Uh, we were also joined by our uh, number one listener, uh, Dan Roberts.
3: Uh, we at this
1: point, the casual cleaners.
3: Yeah, casual acquaintance, number one. Uno- unofficially, the sixth learned herder. Yeah, he's actually tariff, been. They, they share. At, at
0: this point, he's been to my house. So, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: at this point, we're trying to get him to move to New Hampshire.
2: Right. That's true. Real. all yeah. uh, <laughs> All right. So listen, can I start us off with the topic?
1: No. We're still doing <laughs> the intro.
2: Oh God! These intros it's take like fifteen friendly,
3: minutes. It's the friendly banter. Justin didn't get to go, uh, so Justin, I want you to be the, the the listeners. You're you're the in for the listeners. You're, you're the for the listeners. You need to ask questions and
1: oh, an assignment.
3: In, yeah. So you got to pay attention. Yes. All right. If
2: anything comes in on the live stream, let us know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, yeah. We okay. any
1: calls in the eight hundred number. It's damn simple. Get to the weapons. Use them any way you can. I know you won't break the rules. There aren't any.
2: So I think the best place to start, so let me just start by saying Adepticon is my only, well, really my only con anymore, but it's my favorite con. I've been to a couple different cons, but I just want to ask what you guys think of the registration process. And is there any way to make it better? Which part of the registration process, like when we actually buy our badges online? That well, first like, part. Yeah. So like
3: my hard time with that too.
2: Yeah, my experience this year was that I went in, and I got onto the website, and then it died, and I could not get it back over like a two and a half hour period. It would not come back up for me. Um, and shame on me, I didn't get back. I, I forgot that night and the next day, and I don't think I did it until the following morning. So I did. I did get a ticket, and I got on, but like. I don't know it's one of those things where like when i go through the events like i have a really hard time finding like i don't even want to say the right events but like i signed up for like a car wars demo and that was kind of fun but it was it was kind of low-key right it was just like a guy from the booth but then like the painting classes fill up really quickly and i saw um i can't remember his name but the the one of the geek nation tourist guys did that like cool necromunda event and i was like, oh. Like, I just wonder if there's a way to, like, I don't know, get more events or get more, like, casual gameplay stuff going. Because that was my my only bummer this year is I felt like I had a great time. I love the con. I bought a ton of cool stuff. I can't wait to talk about it. But I was sort of like, man, I didn't get to do any of the, like, fun stuff that I usually like to do.
1: So, you know, I think this the way they're doing it now, right, is much better than the way it was, because now when you register, no matter how long it takes you to get there, when you put the ticket in your card, it removes it from the available tickets. Right. Yeah. So once you put in your other than before, it was just who can check out fastest. Right. It's really tough with these things where, you know, there's a lot of people who want to register. There's only so many events. But I think the number one thing I could say for you next year, Dave, is that if there's an event you want to do just show up when it's supposed to start because typically there's one person at least that does not show up to the event whether they race for it or not right um like so for example the marvel crisis protocol tournament on saturday was sold out they had like we're supposed to have 78 people even with calling people off the wait list they still only end up with like 64 people right especially saturdays because a lot of people at depthcon going and blasted friday night yeah that's true all
2: right hey
0: that's what i But I, to Dave's point, I agree with Matt, but to Dave's point, I I made a list ahead of time of the things I wanted to do um, so that when it came to registration, I could kind of go through and find them. I will say that it is better than it was before, but the layout does make it tough mm-hmm. to, to get to things because by the time I picked one or two things, other things were already gone, right? So that's, yeah. but to Matt's point, you're talking about, let's say the spray painting class that I wanted had three sessions, 10 per session. That's only 30 people out of one of the biggest kind of miniature conventions out yeah. there, right? It's just the the popularity of some of the, the hobby classes is huge, right? Like there's, you know, that Necromunda thing like was awesome that we saw but it really only allowed for four people right so right. how you know i think like you're saying dave is what if there were more events um you know i i think that that's finding people to kind of run those events and stuff like that too but um i think it's i think this past year has been better than than previous years um i think they learned from it where i think it still gets really weird is when you get there and there's these super long lines to
3: get your, to get your badge like that. Some of, of that, that <laughs> seems weird to me too. Well, I would, here's a quick plug for our sponsor geek nation tours, because if you go with say. Paris, then all of that is taken care of for you. And, and you get, get you first crack
1: advance before anybody else. Yep. You get first crack at everything.
3: Yep. Yep. So,
2: but Dave you were gonna say something about the lines there well no I was just gonna say so if we transition a little bit right like uh, to the next thing is um, yeah I, I well the, I, I don't know what your thought on the on the line thing is mine is more of a sociological observation versus how it's run because <laughs> I think they do a pretty good job of running it but it is funny to me the people that lined up for like two hours waiting to grab their badge and then 45 minutes after they opened up badge pickup I walked in with no line and got my badge in about maybe
3: four and a half minutes. That's the secret at all conventions though. Like I see that at dragon con, which is a a much bigger show and you've people will line up four or five hours to see, you know, like David Tennant or whoever the big star is and they'll just wait and line, and the line literally snakes outside and goes down blocks. And, and then, you know, they open it up and everybody trails in 15 minutes later. Now, sometimes it does fill up and they'll, the good thing is they'll tell you, they'll say, hey, if you're at this point in the line, you're not getting in. But if it's not full and you don't mind sitting toward the back and most of them, like at DragonCon especially, have the big screens and stuff so you can see everything and hear everything. If you don't mind, like, you know, 15 minutes after everybody else is filtered in, you just walk in. And I think that's a trick that a lot of people either don't don't think is maybe they want to be right up close or whatever, but I I think that's a thing at a lot of conventions people don't take advantage of is that you can, you don't have to be in line. You can literally walk in after the big, you know, cattle herd has gone through and, and be a part of it and not have wasted a bunch of time.
1: You know, I think part of it is that thing, right? I want to get my badge so I can make sure I get it and not have to worry about it. Make, like this is Deptcon, right? They open start at seven. Oh, are they going to stop at eleven? I better make sure I get it now. But it doesn't take, like you were saying, right? It doesn't take four hours for the three hundred people in line to get through and get their stuff. Right. And if you got VIG or or a swag bag or something, there's enough for you. They accounted for you, so you're not missing anything if you wait until later either. The only reason I could see is if somebody had an event on at in the evening and just wanted to get out of the way, or first thing in the morning. But even then, they said you know they have you on the list of people for the event you know you just show your id if you haven't gotten your badge yet and you're fine
0: yeah but yeah i think overall the the registration process has gotten better um and i think that's one thing that they'll kind of continue to work on um but that but i think that was a good point there dave but i think that brings us to kind of our first day evening there right which was wednesday
3: can i i went early can i talk a little bit about going early Absolutely. Okay. Oh, see? All right, Justin's the voice of the listener. Ian, so. I'm curious. What uh, You got there early. What'd you do? Thanks, Justin. <clears throat> or I get, I'd like to call you Stino, as your brother does. I feel like we're close enough where I can call you that. I'm uh, close to you, then I am to
1: him, so go for it.
3: <laughs> so, uh, I went with... Um, Terrace uh, of Geek Nation Tours. So Terrace does the Adepticon tour, but he also does for most of his tours a pre tour where you can go early and there's other stuff to do. Uh, So he asked me to come help out with that and I got in on Monday and we had a welcome dinner for. So the the overall tour for adepticon i think had 37 people and the pre-tour had 17 so it was cool to go in and we have like the welcome dinner that you know um there's another one on wednesday when everybody else comes in but um that was kind of cool and there's a lot he has a lot of regulars uh that come every year on the adepticon tour like um uh, volker who's from germany and um jose who comes with his sons um eddie and alex and i'm sure you guys know the, them because they, they're they're there like every year and we do stuff with terrace so we get to see those guys so so it was cool to um you know to see those people and um you know just have kind of a chill first night with uh with dinner and we played some lords of Waterdeep, and then on tuesday we got up and got on a bus and went to lake geneva wisconsin to do some d d stuff uh, which was great because we we split up into two and then like one group went and did uh, sort of an abbreviated version of the walking tour that we do on the D&D, the full tour that we do in November. Um, but um, we were lucky that uh, Yolanda, who owns 330 Center Street, the the house where Dungeons and Dragons was born. Uh, she was there, so we were able to to get in the house and go in the uh, the basement, which is obviously where, where D&D started. And so that was really cool that she was there um, and uh, gotten to know her you know, doing the tour and everything, so it was good to see her. But also great that everybody got to actually go in the the three thirty Center Street house, the Gygax house. Um, and then, uh, meanwhile, for those that weren't on the walking tour, and like I said, we split it up and did two hours on the tour, and then two hours of playing uh, AD&D with Ernie Gygax at the Dungeon Hobby Shop Museum. So, so that was a lot of fun, and um, just great to be in Lake Geneva. Uh, I hope that you guys get a chance to go sometime. Um, it feels uh, like I'm, I'm a history person, so so the historical part of, of Lake Geneva and what it means to D&D and really all of gaming. If you think about it, um, coming out of there is kind of special, but I um, I don't know. I feel really at peace when I'm there. It's, it's hard to explain. It's a very and, and a lot of people won't get that and I understand that, but Terrace and I are kind of on the same page with that. It just it, it just feels it's nice to be there. It feels very homey, so it was just a lot of fun. And then that night we went to Medieval Times, which I had never been to. Yeah. That was crazy fun. That was so fun. And the food <laughs> was and decent. Food was good. Yeah. there's That's not- so funny. I, I did that when I was like
2: 13 with yeah. my family. So my memories of it are quite a bit different than as an adult. But I do remember it being a blast. I'm trying to just imagine whether I'd have fun. But I think it's also about the people that you're with. So yeah, I went in college like for...
0: I don't know some school sponsored thing um and that's the last time i remember being there that was yeah
3: <laughs> it was it was wicked fun everybody and everybody was happy to be there and it was i thought the production value was really good and it was um yeah it was it was really cool we had a we had a great time the food i thought was really good so well have you ever seen the jousting at king richard's fairian yes this jousting at king richard's fair is good this is way better way better choreographed i don't know what swords they use but like huge sparks come come off like it looks awesome (laughs) like it looks super cool they've got they're very well trained the choreography is really good they've got like and it's not just like i think at king richard's fair you see a lot of um just swords and stuff when they're actually dismounted they had maces and sp- halberds and all sorts of stuff it was um it was super fun i i had a great time
1: the guys at king richard's fair amateur gestures these are pros
3: maybe i don't know i think king richard's fair is great i think it's i think it's a lot of fun um but yeah this the production value at medieval times was was awesome so i had a great time um and then wednesday uh i helped Terrace get everything together for um all the uh tour folks and got all the swag bag items and stuff together and um and then you guys came in and we had the welcome dinner with terrace. So um I don't know if that's where you wanted to to pick up, Andy.
0: Yeah, so Typically, we've been associated with some of the stuff that the Geek Nation Tours does as part of the tour. So Terrace has always been generous enough to kind of have us be part of what he does, uh, which is nice. Um, so Wednesdays is that is that typical welcome dinner. Uh, and we usually try to do something with the group. Uh, last couple of times we've done it, we've either done small mini games or RPGs. So we did RPGs again this time. So myself, Ian, and Dave each ran a different one. Uh, so I'll let I'll let those guys talk about what they did. I ran uh, Wrath and Glory, which is a what I think is a fantastic uh, system set in the forty k universe. Um, and man, have they! they finally kind of got it right in terms of being able to scale it well and have it still feel fun and feel like 40 K. So I had an absolute blast with, the players that I had, uh, I ran it more like a dungeon crawl, but of course, since it's 40K, I set it on a space Hulk. So it was more of a space Hulk crawl, um, but it, it made it great because it, it gave us just the the right amount of kind of time and space to to get through a session. But man, that's that's a super, super fun session. And it, it does well for a one-off because um, you can build a character, they can be fairly high level, super easy to play and most of those guys really kind of got into the whole uh theme of it too. So that was super fun for me. And Dave, you ran something new as well, I think.
2: Yeah, so you guys um you guys have been gushing about GI Joe and I started to look into it and um so I reached out to the company, I can't remember what is it? Rebel? Renegade Renegade Renegade, that's yeah. what it is. Um so I reached out to Renegade and um Actually, it was kind of lucky because they knew Terrace uh, and they knew Gate Nation Tours from a previous um, relationship, and um, so they hooked me up with a PDF copy of the book and their um, convention uh, mission, which was like ideal for me. So I had a prepackaged mission and six um, prepackaged character, pre-generated characters. And we ran the G.I. Joe role playing game and in a similar light, I think um, I think they did a really good job. Um, It's it's definitely its own um, role playing game. So it's a little bit different than others. Um, You know, just the way they go through character creation and, you know, talking about like it to me, it, it, it. it does the right thing, right? It helps you really build your character backstory. Like what's your origin? Where did you come from? What's your role on the team? And you know, a lot of the special abilities are about like helping other players. So you get that like yo teamwork effect um, and the pre-gen mission or convention mission, whatever you want to call it was like the moment I read it I felt like you know a 10 year old again playing with my GI Joe so you're you're you go to this big sports stadium and you're trying to stop cobra from using cobra vision which if you know cobra vision shows up on the tv it, it hypnotizes every anybody that looks at it and they turn into mindless drones and um and it was super fun and uh you know the, the players that I was playing with had a great time um and uh, yeah, I mean, we, we played it a little bit fast and loose because you know there's some depth to that game in terms of the rules, um, you know. But but like anything, you're playing for the first time, we're just kind of like, wow, let's have fun. And so, um, yeah, it was a great time. Little little bit easier than the uh, deck builder GI Joe game,
3: but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. We'll come we'll to talk that. about that. Uh, yeah, the so I got my pre order of the GI Joe role playing game book a few days before we left for adepticon and was able to not really go too deep with it but was able to kind of take a quick look and and i think i mentioned this to to you guys at adepticon is uh i'm really happy with what i saw because i they could have easily taken an awesome intellectual property like gi joe and slapped it around like a really shitty rpg just you know something really lazy but i I don't get the sense that that's what this is at all. I feel like it's its own thing and it's got some real depth to it. And I think, um, I really want to play. I I think it, I think it could be super fun. Um, so um,
2: they did a really good job. When you build your character, you feel like, I feel like you come to the table, like, okay, I know, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know how I'm, how I'm going to role play
3: this and it, and it makes for some good storytelling. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out.
0: I think that's always a nice icebreaker, too, on that Wednesday, too. Um, you know, for for everybody to kind of get to know us and stuff, too. Like, it does... I think Terrace puts us a little bit high on a pedestal sometimes there, but it is nice to
3: kind of come in and be able he to He has us
1: rated appropriately. Yeah,
3: yeah. But he, <laughs> yeah uh, no, and he... I'm sorry, what did you... You ran... I ran Dungeon Crawl Classics. Uh, I ran a funnel, um, which for... If anyone that doesn't know it, I can't say enough about Dungeon Crawl Classics because if if you like, you know, the fantasy RPGs and a little bit touch of the old school, but you also like random, kind of crazy chaos, um, Dungeon Crawl Classics is awesome. And the the book, the it's a giant book and it's like 25 bucks and you could play for years with just that book so I, I absolutely love the system the funnels are great you start out as literally level zero peasants and farmers and things and you're supposed to bring three or four characters each because they're not going to survive so I think I had five players and I gave everybody two or three each and uh by the end I you think you had 16. Uh, I had six players did I I it's th- that's a blur yes, anyway because pulled me over oh that's right yeah uh so at the end I think more than half the characters had died uh so so that's always fun but we but it, it, you would think those zero level characters, you don't get a chance to build any story, but um, but you kind of do. There's fun stuff that just happens. Like one of our guys was a um, uh, Craig uh, from the UK was a, a Cooper. So he had a bucket uh, like a barrel with him and he kept using it like in really inventive ways <laughs> to do stuff. So. Um, so, yeah, we just had a ton of fun and um, I love DCC. I think it's a great system. and So and it's perfect for a night like that where we you know played for a couple hours. Everybody had uh, fun. And some good laughs. And so it was a good time. Cool. Cool.
0: So that was Wednesday night. Thursday. The oh, con had
1: started. Wait, wait, yeah. I went start to the it. GW preview on Wednesday. Yes, right, right, yeah, right. Which, as a host of 40K Radio, is my right. Um, <laughs> and that was fun. It's cool, right? Because even though they posted on, they do a little online preview like four hours later, you still get to see everything first, which is, which is fun. And they did some fun trivia before, which is pretty cool, but. I'm sure everybody's seen everything now, so we don't have to go into depth about it. But it was fun. And that's when I came back, that's when I was, you guys were doing your RPGs and, and Terrace gave one of his characters to play in Dungeon Crawl Classics.
0: Yeah, but that, I think that was also pretty popular too, though, wasn't it, Matt? Like,
1: Oh, yeah. They of, had probably a thousand people crammed into that ballroom.
0: And that's oh, well. Wednesday night, right? So that, like, the yeah. con hasn't even started at that point. Yeah, that's pretty crazy that they do it that early. You definitely get the sense that Adepticon is going to be. Kind of continue to be one of the premier conventions uh, for miniatures kind of going forward. And Well, and, and
3: I think GW is going to have a, a bigger presence there going forward as well, which is only going to make it. That
1: yeah, they're bigger. pretty much they're pretty much partnering with Adepticon, right? So this is the Adepticon's their biggest preview of the year, and they have the painting their painting competition, Golden Demon there now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Golden Demon is only going to be in four places in the U.S., I think. A year, yeah. Uh, Adepticon, I think, being its one of its biggest presents. There were I can't remember the other. They listed the other three, but I didn't really pay attention because it wasn't it wasn't really cons that I w- were on my radar at all. But what's crazy about that too, right? So we we think of that right, and we we look at that kind of the GW gaming space. But like when Dave and I walked to the other side where they were doing Star Wars Legion. And there's still a ton of X-Wing stuff over there. Like, there Arborizing was a lot. Protocol. Yeah.
1: Well, and let's, Those not forget... tables... well, sorry, let's not forget that all the historical stuff is in a completely separate They have a yes, completely a separate, separate hotel, hotel for historical stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot less older men uh, at yeah. this uh,
3: convention. <laughs> the, grog, the grognards were uh, were separated.
0: Yeah, uh, we're... I don't know oh, if they were. I don't know oh, if all the grognards were they... I was just doing it by age, Ian.
3: <laughs> well, Yeah. I'll post some pictures on our Facebook page because the, the terrain that they had for Star Wars Legion mm. and Marvel Crisis Protocol was awesome. Like I would have and picked, Infinity and yeah, the terrain yeah, is the, so amazing. It was so good, and you would think for for a convention they could you know they could slap some stuff down and kind of the a lot of the 40k stuff wasn't like it wasn't bad, but if you compared the two, like what people were playing 40k on versus like some of the city stuff or the way the cars and buildings were painted for mcp or just the all the different cool um you know settings for for star wars like there was like a whole beach like from scarif from rogue one just they were gorgeous and
1: let's not forget for marvel right they had probably almost 50 tables those guys did all that train in like three months it's crazy. 40. And and like not half assed at all. Like
3: I'll, I'll post pictures because the way just the glass in the windows on, or on the cars, they were they were phenomenal. I would love to play on any of those tables. Yeah, they definitely
2: what, went full ass for sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what? what was oh, cool yeah. is that um, Atomic Mass Games, right? The guys that make Mario Crisis Protocol gave them those Quinjets early because those aren't oh, released yeah. yet. So they gave them some of those on their tables and they 3D printed some stuff. But a lot of it was the um, official terrain.
3: Yeah, a lot so, of the sanctum sanctorum, the Doctor yeah, Strange yeah. Um, building. Yeah. One thing I will say, there's
0: that. I think terrain for some of those games becomes the visual becomes more important than what that terrain actually does. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. And you also have twice as many 40k tables, but when yeah. you start looking at some of like the tables that aren't part of the you got some pretty crazy setups like that necromunda setup that we saw Mm. upstairs dave oh man that was awesome
1: the 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 setup for any of those small one-off games like necromunda or space hulk are insane because that's those guys spend you know all year getting ready for that
0: yeah yeah it's um although and i will say the some of the terrain even on your titanicus table there matt yeah um i thought that was neat like yeah they like there was some cool looking terrain, even though, and again, that's designed to be very equal, very even. Like, but they, I think they did a, a did a kind of good job of that. But we'll 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 talk a little bit more about uh, some of those events as we get into later in the week. But and
3: we should talk. Should we talk about the swag bag? Yeah. So with Adepticon,
0: you know, there's different levels of registration right so you have your standard badge uh then you have the premier badge which which comes with uh, a swag bag and then there's an opportunity to get a vig bag a very important gamer bag with a kind of a larger larger swag bag this year both Ian and Matt were able to get the vig I got the regular premier bag and we already heard kind of Dave's woes about even get, getting registered so I was a little disappointed at first that I didn't get the VIG, but at the same time, I think things worked out for me and Dave. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, with the, I mean, I got the VIG. I grabbed it just because I got the email offering it, but I gave a bunch of it away anyway because it wasn't stuff I wanted. Yeah, there was, that was so
2: very. You were both very
1: charitable. So yeah, yeah. basically, Dave and Andy ended up. Dave, Andy, and Dan ended up with a swag bag anyway.
3: Yeah. So, so the big thing was a full Age of Sigmar dominion set um which what's that retail format like 120 something like that
1: uh depends on when you ask right before adepticon probably 160 (laughs) yeah after adepticon was flooded with about a thousand of those they were going for what a hundred bucks on amazon
3: yeah uh so that was a big thing there was more god tier uh two-player starter um the highlander
1: board game that i didn't know existed
3: yeah there was a highlander game uh tons and tons of little individual minis um spartacus uh, oh, yeah, the new Spartacus board game, which is looks like it's exactly the same as the old one from Gale Force 9, except the, the TV show has obviously is not going on anymore, so they don't have the likeness rights to all those actors. The so board is a- way
2: smaller, just so you know.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, like
2: I would say a th- maybe half the size, which oh, wow. if you think like about it. The minis
1: and it, like, the, the, the board and stuff, Dave?
2: Yeah, because I brought the board home just to see because it looked different to me. And, like, you know, the, the other board is like everybody on the podcast can see i'm making my hands um i don't know i would say like two feet by two feet the new board is a foot by foot it's
1: okay a little really smaller. smaller yeah um i think well i think that game you know for what you're playing took up more of them than it needed to anyway
3: yeah i always had fun with that um so yeah i brought that one home um, i bought arena
0: rex instead of um <laughs> that game.
3: yeah so let's see yeah a bunch of individual um minis in there you had um some of the gw uh, terrain boards for 40k uh, or sigmar i guess you could use them for yeah a whole bunch of odds and ends um yeah what's your favorite thing in there man? Honestly, so I, I I wondered if Dave thought I was being a dick with one of the texts from earlier this week when I was saying that Dave made out like a king with the because because I gave him a bunch of stuff and Matt did but I was but I was I was very happy that I was able to give as much as I was Dave I, I ended up with two Dominion sets so so Dave ended up with the Stormcast Eternals from it from several sets and then I gave Andy the Cruel Boys from it I gave Dave the the um, the rule book I was excited about that because now you know i know dave was he wasn't sure about an army or, or you know putting the money into a game that he hadn't played but now you have enough to start and if you enjoy the game itself you know but don't like stormcasts you can you can get rid of them or maybe you end up liking them but you're you're off and running now so now you can play age of sigmar so so that yeah, no. that made me happy no, and i do think
2: i made a, i mean it's i i think like this is what we can divert briefly for what is I think it's tough for anybody who's in a any kind of hobby. I know in the gaming industry or gaming hobby, it's tough, but I would imagine whatever your, hobby you're into, it can work the same way, but it's like, that stuff's worth money. Yeah. That, that book like you could sell that book for probably 40 bucks and make some money or you know all that stuff so for me it's it, i mean it, it was great because i was definitely bummed i didn't get the bag so like my one of my favorite companies is victoria miniatures they make like really unique adeptus astardes like imperial guard type of people and they always do a mini for adepticon and i ended up getting one because i was like all right so that was kind of a you know i was kind of bummed that i wasn't going to get one but i got that i got the book you guys I mean, I I haven't even started building it yet, but I got all the um, custodes. What'd you call them? Stormcast Eternals. Stormcast Eternal guys. Custodes. Yeah. Well, no, they're they they're rem- they're reminiscent of the custodes. No,
0: I know, I know. So, Dave, do you think that was your favorite part from the the swag bag? Was the Victoria <laughs> Mini? I think
2: getting that was very cool. I'm just trying to think of like what was my actual. Hold on, I got to look at my picture. Come back to me.
3: We uh we gave Dan a bunch of all the stuff. Dear. Yeah, so that was good. So he made out well with with all that. Um somebody somebody gave me their boards.
1: GW. I gave you the boards because I have like eight of them already.
3: So. Yeah, so now I've got cause you do need two sets to make a full size board. So so thanks to Matt, I, I now have a full size board. what did you end up keeping
1: from yours? All the little miniatures. Well, most of the miniatures, right? Um I think yep. I gave you the plane. Oh yeah, and, you, yeah. You gave, gave me Gam- something
0: big that I gave Owen, which is probably the thing that was most exciting about what I give you? Yoda.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, we get this the Yoda for I don't play Rebels in in uh, Legion, so I gave Andy Yoda, which yeah. passed on to Ellen.
3: And I uh, oh we got Rogue and Gambit for MCP, which I had literally had in my hand a few days before leaving, and I was like, "Ah, eh, I'll see it at Adepticon. I'm not worried about it." And then I ended up getting it free, so I was super excited about that.
1: Well, yeah, I uh, I had I had bought one for myself and bought one for Justin for his birthday already. So, but I yeah. still have it. I'm gonna, I think I'll throw it in like uh, the next turn when I go through just in the prize pile. What do I keep? For, for Highlander, was the victory, yeah, so, yeah, because I got a, a bunch of other crap too. So, yeah. um, I gave away a lot of the big stuff, right, the heavy stuff, because I didn't need the boards, I didn't need Dominion, um, I didn't want God tier, I already. I didn't give it away already, so I don't want it again. So,
0: I'll tell you what. The Highlander game miniatures are pretty nice looking.
3: I kept the dice. The dice are nice looking. Yeah. I, I kept those. They were yeah, pretty standard set.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, no, I think... Owen definitely enjoyed getting the zeros. Uh, so the oh, yeah. blood red skies. Uh, I think we ended. Up, uh, he ended up with three sets of zeros. Uh, there's six World of Tanks tanks. So yeah, he. Uh, I think there's a Sherman, two T-34s, a Cromwell, and a German tank. Uh, yeah, it's a Panzer. But yeah, so it's a definite mixed bag at times. Um, there was some other stuff in there that kind of didn't make it out of the hotel room. Uh, but it's always an interesting kind of component.
3: Uh, yeah, and somebody did an, uh, a smart thing on um, one of the Adepticon Facebook pages was they set up a, a trade and swap group and – just because we're not into certain things doesn't mean they're not cool or valuable to other people. So, I was able to um sell a bunch of stuff and I just did it for cheap just to give me a little bit of extra pocket money, but also something that retails for like 40, I asked like 10 bucks for or something. I just just to get rid of it and knowing somebody would appreciate that deal and also give me a little more spending money. So, I was able to trade off a bunch of stuff. There was like a historical minis rule book that someone really wanted and
1: yeah, I gave that to somebody too at the conference yeah.
3: cuz they wanted it. That, yeah. So the, there's tons of stuff that, you know, we're not into, but other people are. So
1: yeah, the nice thing about the swag bag is you get a wide variety of stuff. Right. So there's probably something related to what you're into. Uh, and then you can just try and trade or, or sell the other or give it away. The other stuff you get. Yeah, that worked out well
0: so thursday was our first opportunity to kind of start walking through the dealer hall as well there were some people that were missing uh this year i think that was probably yeah that was probably what i was most sad about was yeah uh, the little
1: the little candy machine with the free with the minion uh thing right
0: exactly exactly and i know dave i think you, you were disappointed that badger wasn't there this year
2: yeah so bat like my airbrush routine is usually at adepticon i go and i just tell him which airbrush i have and he gets me the right guts and then i bring him back and i swap them out and it's been i haven't bought new guts since 2019 i think so yeah i kind of like. and he's always in the same spot so i came in and turned the corner and i was like wait what's this this is not badger yeah i just did a deep cleaning of my airbrush when we came back from adepticon so i'll wait another year I was gonna say, Dave, you shouldn't have to buy new parts every year,
3: but he I'm likes just gonna... to, you know, it's yeah. part of my thing. He just yeah. puts whatever he did. It's not even necessarily paint that he puts through there. It's just, it's coffee sometimes. Right. He's yeah. he's <laughs> experimental.
2: Well, I uh, airbrush a lot of super glue. Yeah,
3: yeah
1: right. Yeah, a yeah. right. yeah, yeah. yeah, nice R- on the
3: side of my van. You know,
1: that was yeah. that was
3: cool. yeah. I miss Reaper 2 because I don't I don't get the gumball machine minis. That, but even though I have a thousand bones minis from the kickstarters, and I even backed the newest one, there's there's still tons and tons of reaper minis that i don't own so i'll see you know a random two or three on the shelf because they literally bring every single one that they produce so i'll go through and end up buying you know five to ten just because i don't have them in their cool minis so i definitely miss them
0: there was still a lot of people at in the vendor hall but i i did feel like they were Maybe a few more gaps than usual wasn't quite as crowded because I think they even let people that had been setting up out in the kind of hallway come in at one point. But that's kind of to be expected. The fact that they were able to have the con and have as much kind of support as they did, I think is great. And I think it bodes well for kind of the future as well.
1: You know, there's all those little companies that we saw every year that weren't there this year, so it makes you wonder if like something happened.
0: Yeah, and and I was I was kind of looking at exhibitor and sponsors and so like Badger and Reaper were both on
3: there, but I didn't really see a presence in there. There are others that like Reaper's partner was there, that Cav, the um the Mac yeah, game. Cav was there. Reaper makes those minis. Um yeah. so, and they were actually in Reaper's spot.
1: The guys that do the underwater game, which I can never remember the name of, but they usually have a little setup out in the hall, but they weren't Subnautica. Even there I made that I made that up.
3: <laughs> you didn't make that up. That's a
1: real Soaky game. Is That is steam that game? is a
2: great
3: yeah. uh Steam game. <laughs> yeah. Oh is it? Is it a real yeah. game? Oh, I must yeah. have seen it subconsciously somewhere subnautica consciously
2: so are we going through all the vendors
3: yeah i think that's a good
0: idea (laughs) since thursday that kind of gets us into thursday and what we started to do so
3: yeah uh, cannabis is legal in illinois and there was a very close by uh dispensary that i decided to uh go to and so that ended up being um thursday not a great time <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll I don't think it perfect. wasn't. It wasn't a bad time. It was oh, a bad time. It was too much of a time for the uh, person
1: who true. did not take any gummies. It was very entertaining. <laughs> so let me give you an example. of What happened? Right? We, we
3: now. I don't know who wants to be outed and and say that they partook. I always say that it, I did. It, it was That's legal. It's, it's legal there. So it's I legal think. there. So I don't mind. But it was it was a little much. The the first <laughs> and we we cut the dosage down the second time, but it was a little much the first time.
1: Yeah, it so, was
3: hilarious. So
1: watching people Powerful like stuff when there's five, four of us trying to find a place to sit, getting up from two seats, walking over to another <laughs> set of two seats and sitting down there and being like, yeah, this is fine.
3: That was, that was, that was Dave. And that was pretty amusing. I have no idea what
1: you're talking about. could have been anybody.
0: It, it wasn't me because I had already gone back to the room. Cause I decided I was not dealing with.
1: Anything. Oh, and you took like a nap. You took a couple yeah, of a couple yeah. nap for a couple hours. Um, uh,
0: I went, yeah, I was in the middle of a demo when it kind of kicked in and we just started walking. And like, <laughs> It was the worst was demo kind of, of all fun. time. Yeah.
3: That wasn't the gummies fault. <laughs> no, that no was it wasn't. Was that a, was that fallout? No. Nope. Fallout. No, they they liked Fallout, I think. Okay. No, oh, and honestly, I still
2: contend that the game may not be terrible. The demo was terrible and it was for the game Conquest. Oh, and it okay. was this is not oh, yeah, an exaggeration, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy the guy was like okay so uh yeah so you're gonna like push this guy forward and he's gonna wheel and you're gonna roll four dice and you're looking for twos okay not like here's their strength or here's their toughness or here's an interesting mechanic of the game like literally the only thing i can tell you about that game is deployment is like their deployment rules are like reserve so everything comes on like turn one lights come on turn two mediums come on, turn three heavies come on. That's the only rule I can tell you <laughs> about the game because he did
3: everything else for us. And it's amazing yeah. how, how many people don't know how to do a demo. Yeah, uh, and, and it's unfortunate because it, it hurts those companies.
1: Conquest yeah. is another one of those. I mean, they have some great minis, right? Like the guy they're on really the T-Rex is fantastic. But it's one of those minis where they're like, okay, if you want to play, you just need to buy this $170 one-player starter set to play. And then you're free to buy one too, and then you guys can play. What what game are you talking about? Conquest, Conquest. they have one player oh, oh, starters that, yeah. that are like 170 bucks a piece, right? So you and I would both have to buy that and hope we like the full game. Same thing with um you know the car wars, it looks like a really neat game. Yeah. But they're like, "Yeah, here's our four player starter set for 175 bucks." Or you can spend 400 bucks and get everything we've made so far.
3: Yeah. yeah, the Car Wars one was disappointing because looking at the cars, the minis and the the, the boards and stuff uh, like that was an instant buy until they told me the price.
1: And, and that is, you know, that's like a game where, OK, I get the demo. It seems fun, but I need to play it like three or four more times if I'm going to buy anything. If I'm going to buy. Anything. Yeah,
2: I'll tell yeah. you, that game was a blast. The, the, I think the thing I don't get is why they don't have like a thirty dollar like here's a book and a car. Or even just the templates, and then you can yeah. put Matchbox on top of them. Like, they, yeah. they could make a killing yeah. that way.
1: They could do the templates, the rules, and, like, a fold-out paper mat, right? Fold-out yep. paper, double-sided yep. mat.
0: Hey, I used to have Car Wars. It was all cardboard
1: chits. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, they still do that version.
1: And but... the But these are, like, uh, hard plastic, like, detailed, clear cars. They look pretty and, cool. And, and the paint jobs on them that they had in the display case were awesome, too. Yeah.
0: But... So the gaming hall... Oh, sorry the vendor halls where we spent a lot of time and or money Definitely. I think we each yeah I think we each made some kind of purchases at different different places Dave why don't you talk a little bit about kind of the the
2: new things you picked up the two that I'll touch on and then I can talk about some smaller ones later. But I bought uh, a game called Don't Look Back, um, which I'm excited about uh, enough so that I've already painted the nine minis that I bought.
3: So I wish the listeners could see because Dave is literally looking back at the... Oh, they're so talking about.
2: <laughs> they're so pretty. They're really nice. So, the, but wait, the, Before you
0: get into this, I, I do need to ask a quick question because when you were standing in the booth, there was a moment where you were trying to decide whether or not you could convince shannon to buy this game because shannon a likes horror
3: movies that makes it a family and i, I need to
0: know how that conversation went
2: yeah so my <laughs> my so like because shannon works for a budgeting company so we're very budgety and this was the last day of the con and i pretty much spent all my money and <laughs> the starter set is 60 bucks But Shannon loves horror games. So I was like, and we have a foreign exchange student staying with us who's really been enjoying games. So I was like, hey, I found this cool (laughs) game that's like you get to play the character in a horror movie. And I'll paint up all the minis. And it could be for a fun night. And she eventually said that she would try it. Now, the fact of the matter is, I had already spent all my gaming money, so it really didn't matter. Just to kind of assuage my own guilt that um, I was going to buy it anyway. <laughs> but anyway, it is a cool game. I will say the the little demo table was packed. I think it's, you know, it's a light game. It's not super heavy. Is but there it's,
3: a board game with light or or is there measuring? like how's, I, I didn't yes. really see much about it.
2: I would describe it as uh, it's like a, a two by two skirmit. You know, so you play on like a little two by two map. It's a skirmish game. So yeah, each each character has like their own little card that you play, but it's cooperative. You're all playing against the killer. And so I, you know I, I didn't play a whole demo but he kind of showed me a couple things my my biggest concern with the game and i asked him was hey like i don't like games where i sit down with my four friends and we start to play and and then somebody dies and it sounds like a horror movie people are going to die right and most scenarios you win by getting at least one character to accomplish this some objective and he was like i'm not going to say it doesn't happen but when it does it's hopefully still fun like they can then take over the killer and start running the killer's mechanics and like you know kind of take that part of the board um he's like other times if things are kind of dragging on we'll just be like oh and another character shows up because usually play with four and he's like so you just pop somebody on and they they come in and play and so that's the only part that i'm a little nervous about but it's got a neat little thing where like you put out these threat tokens and the killer can like you roll a die for his behaviors and there's one that like he just pops up behind you and you know <laughs> does damage and I, I don't know. It seems it seems like it'll be fun. I'll try to post some pictures wherever we're posting pictures nowadays. The internet. The internet. The other game I bought was called Relic Blade, which was a pretty early Thing for me, and I will tell the listeners. I actually went to this con with the idea that I was not going to get miniatures because I'm like, I have so many miniatures. I'm not getting more miniatures. I think I have somewhere around a hundred new miniatures <laughs> if I include all the uh, all the Age of Sigmar stuff. But this Relic Blade game, what I really liked about it is there's this guy named Sean Stutter. He does all of his own art, all of his own writing, all of his own sculpting, all of his own production. He does everything. Uh, He was a nice guy. He was at the booth. And the game has like a fun, kind of reminds me of the D&D cartoon. Like, I don't think it's like that light, but it's got like this really cool kind of cartoony, comic-y art to it. And it's another one where each model has its own card but it's a small little baseball card size card that the rules weren't super complex. And I have got all the models put together. I'm ready to paint them after I get this
1: uh, horror game done. Dave look war pigs.
2: Yes. And that fell for my wily
3: ways. Somebody
1: had to go in with them.
3: Yep. yep. And and I was liked, close, but I I spent money <clears throat>
1: elsewhere, I but looking, I was close. I was looking at the models and I saw they had a war pigs faction. So enthralled by the if you saw the uw preview, there's little uh for the Norse Blood Bowl team, there's little uh boars with uh beer kegs on them. So I guess oh, some, some little nice. war pigs.
2: Yeah, so those are my two big game purchases. I think I got a couple other things which I can touch on after, but I, I would say relic blade and don't look back. I was really excited to get my hands on.
3: Um
0: Hey,
2: Ian, you got a uh, you got a new game too.
3: I did. There were two things I spent uh, a big chunk of my money on. One we can get to later because Andy also went in on it. But the one thing, and and this is kind of what I was hoping for at Adepticon was to go in not knowing either not knowing about something or something brand new that just caught my interest and that I was excited to to buy into. But in uh, hanging out with a couple of the guys on the Geek Nation tour, uh, we were talking about pro wrestling, and they asked me if I had played Rumble Slam. I did not know this existed. I I think it came out in 2019. Um, It's by TT Combat. They do... Probably Drop Zone Commanders, their best-known game. They do another one called Carnival that actually looked really interesting. I think you looked at that a little bit, too, maybe, Dave? Carnival? I did.
2: Carnival, if you like the aesthetic of Wild West Exodus, it reminded me of that. It was like Or Malifaux. It was like yeah. really pretty models. I didn't get a chance to demo it. Um, it was
3: that aesthetic with, I think, um, very much a an Assassin's Creed vibe to it i think is is, yeah but anyway they tt combat does a game that is essentially blood bowl meets pro wrestling uh called rumble slam where you have um orcs and goblins and trolls and halflings and all these different other fantasy characters uh as wrestlers that to me was a no-brainer because both it was um uh, craig and uh, volker on the tour both had played it said it was super fun I was like yeah this that's a no-brainer for me so went and grabbed a few things um just to kind of get a starter and you know i think at first all i bought was the starter the two-player starter uh and then maybe like an individual wrestler then i went back later and i um had a demo and i was like this game is super fun so bought like another set i bought they have halfling luchadors um so you got a whole bunch of halflings and like luchador masks that are super cool the minis are great and the gameplay is uh, super quick super fun there's a bunch of ways you can play you can play up to four people if you want to like royal rumble um style so and i've been painting the minis i think they're great uh i'm super excited to play this game so i ended up spending a decent amount on that bought the mdf ring that they sell Uh, it actually comes the two-player set comes with a nice neoprene wrestling um ring that you can play with the the starter set is i think there's a lot of bang for your buck i think it was like 60 bucks and you get Ten minis, the neoprene mat, a whole bunch of custom dice used for the game, and it's not a lot of those games in the two-player set. They kind of screw you over on the dice. You get like just enough to play. There's a ton of dice in this in the starter. Nice acrylic counters. It's it's a really nice starter set. So uh, I'm super excited to play that. Uh, you know, even if you guys aren't inter- interested and don't want to try it, I know our buddy Ryan will play with me. So I'm I'm super excited to to give that one a try.
0: That's cool. Matt, so you picked up the War Pigs for for that game. Any other kind of new games in there?
1: Well, I uh, the one that you and Ian picked up, I bought some stuff for that. Well, well I'll let you talk about that one. Um, but not really too much otherwise for games. Like I picked up just a couple random things from Games Workshop. I know Got a couple Dave, nice
3: busts, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say, I know Dave was looking for a bust to paint. And mm. as you know, um, scale 75, which makes the paints have a lot, of, a lot of busts. But they're very much like for, in my opinion, there's nothing exciting about them, right? It's a character standing there that's just what it is. Right. But I found this other company who, this is their first year at Depticon. I dragged Dave over there called journey and miniatures. So they make some more, they also make like character study kind of bust, but also some um like more we'll say dynamic, right? Like, so one of the ones I got, it's a, it's a troll, the top half of a troll holding a huge hammer with a goblin magician on the top of his head, in the middle of casting a spell. Yeah. Um. So they have stuff like that. So I get that. And I also got a, uh, there's shinobi which is just a female shinobi but um because i let dave get the the one i think would have been more interesting for him which is like a uh, road Mad girl Max girl yeah what the, what do they call her road girl road girl so she's like, a, <laughs> like a dystopian yeah like tank girl you know kind of a wastelands necromunda type person but
2: yeah just to touch on that man so i want to be really careful with it and i mm-hmm. i put together a couple parts that i think i can paint up and and start with but like I forget those because it's a it's a one-sixth miniature, I think yeah. is what they call it. And it was cool. I was looking at she's got a, a sheath machete that, you know, is is gonna go on her belt. And like you can see like the burlap kind of fabric pattern in it, right? So it's like it's just crazy. The the detail is really good. Like her eyelids actually have like little like lines where the eyelids will be so i'm a little nervous to paint it but i really want to try to like up my painting aim with that but that was a great find and i will say like the scale 75 models to your point like they're amazing in detail and stuff but yeah to your point these guys i don't know why their their stuff just had like um it's just cool like they were sized
1: really well they and they, they do they do different sizes, right? So, like, the one I got is a one six, but there's a larger one. There's a smaller one. Yeah. Because um, what they do is it's a lot of – they said it was, like, 3D, right? 3D printed is how they did them. They yep. made them. So, they, so they just scale them up. But they were saying, like, when you scale them up, you can see the pores on the miniature's faces. Like, that's how detailed they are. Yeah. And, the, um, well, the
2: Shinobi one specifically, yeah. they were saying she had 10 million – what's the term they use in 3d polygons yeah I think. it has 10 it, with the big you know it's 10 million polygon file
1: individual strands of hair for her but like like i was saying they do cool stuff like one of the the one they were kind of you know their newest one was it's four individual dioramas of it's like wolf men but the, you can put them all together to make one bigger scene that one was really cool yeah
0: yeah, no, those definitely look nice. Um, I think that's something neat about Adepticon 2 is that, you know, since it is kind of about mi- miniature games and stuff like that, there's also kind of that whole element of, you know, just people painting. I think we'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the Golden Demon as well, but I think that's one of the neat things about being able to go there, um, is some of that stuff. Although this year, I don't, I don't know about the rest of you guys. I didn't buy a whole lot of hobby kind of related stuff right like hobby adjacent stuff
1: yeah i didn't buy any paints i already i really like artist opus brushes but i already have them so i didn't need to buy those either
2: well i bought a tabletop (laughs) hobby something um so it's a british company i think they're kind of big in britain and they had this 80 dollar brush set that they were selling for 30 bucks and i asked the guy i'm like why are you selling these for 30 bucks and he goes He's like, we, we ha- just haven't been able to penetrate the American market, so we wanted to get in there. So I've got these 14 brushes, and they're nice. Like, like I have, like, a, this is a terrain base coat brush. It's like a one-inch wide flat brush. It's sable bristles. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty nice for 30 bucks. Um, anyway, so I've been using those for this. I actually think they're pretty good. And then I bought glass beads for um, uh, little agitators. To put, sure. Uh, yes put into my paints mm-hmm. and i think that might do it so I they was...
1: started they started their penetration with dave
3: <laughs> and hey, for everybody that's, little that's beats this <laughs> is often the case uh i i was excited to check out the army painter speed paints but mm. upon hearing there's a to me there's a pretty big drawback and that is that apparently uh, i'll end up picking up one or two just to, to test them out but apparently you need to uh, do a, a matte coat over each individual layer of painting, because when you put uh, the army painter speed paints over, like, let's say you're going over another area, it will reactivate the paint that you've already applied. So you end up with a big mess. So that, so a non-starter.
0: So I've been looking at that a little bit more, Ian, um, a lot of it has to do with the color that you use, because I, I definitely saw somebody put a yellow down and then put a green over it to great effect, like oh, it did okay. not come up at all. So I, I watched a bunch after that, like because I had thought about getting some there, but I was like, you know what, this is this is something that's just as easy for me to pick up at my local hobby store. So I'll wait, and I'll get a, I'll get a couple colors maybe, and try it out. But most of the kind of the more in depth reviews that I started to see, were a lot more positive um, okay, about it. But yeah, that was know. that was one thing I was looking for, but I I didn't jump in on yet.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I've watched a bunch of videos on it too. Andy's right, right. It depends. On the color, you know, how you're watering it down or if you're doing any watering down or using a medium with it, they are definitely not as versatile as the contrast paints. But if, you know, they're also a little cheaper, right? So it's the trade-off.
3: Yeah, that's why I think I'll, I'll end up trying a color or two because because I, I still feel like there's a couple of gaps in the contrast line. Like, I, I, I'm i really surprised at how few blues there are in the uh, in the contrast line. So, you know, and I, I feel like the Speed Paints had a couple of more medium blues than contrast so I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check some out but um i think before going into it i was excited to actually buy a whole set and i didn't end up doing that
0: i think i still am i've watched a lot i saw somebody do an orc with both and if anything those speed paint looked a little better
2: i yeah, do I think mean, they look good but i i have to agree i'm a little nervous about the fact that it, when wet, they reactivate when wet so that's i'm curious to see andy when you play with them if they Right. You, that is a nice thing about the, the contrast paints is if you let them sit and dry, you can paint, you know, like I've, I've done that with yellows and then you could paint over them really easily. Yeah, I'm Just nervous that they'll react. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I watched the guy. So a guy did, he, it was orc skin, right? So he didn't want just the green. He wanted a little bit more of a color. So he did yellow and then didn't say anything. Just, you know, he dried And then went back and did green on top of it and it wasn't it wasn't kind of pulling it off i think to matt's point i think it's a lot of it is how how much you're putting on how are you watering it down at all beforehand like because i think a lot of people watered down contrast paints too or did other things to thin them out but yeah i'm still excited to kind of try actually if anything i'm more excited to to try it now after watching some videos and stuff and that may possibly make it easier for me to paint all of the miniatures that I did bring home.
1: And I think private two is probably the drying time, right? Like contrast, twenty minutes is dry. You're you're done. Maybe with army painter, you get a let it dry for forty five minutes an hour.
0: Yeah. Right? The other thing I wonder too is like uh, the army painters really say you need to mix it too, right? Like it comes in a dropper bottle with an agitator too. So I wonder, somewhat, is you know, are w- was it not being kind of mixed as as well? you know, in, in some of these early examples too, but yeah.
1: Well, the only way to know is to try it for yourself. Cause as we exactly. know, all those YouTubers are sponsored by somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, but Finger yeah, Hall. so yeah,
0: I know you bought like, yeah, I didn't really get into any new brushes or any new paints this time around, or for that matter, any new terrain, my purchases, as Ian mentioned, I went in on um, the Mantic Games Armada, um i've always been a fan of kind of the ship combat especially kind of smaller groups of ships looks like a pretty fast and easy beer and pretzels i think they had a pretty good showing too um they had like a tournament there as well for amada that that seems to be something that i wouldn't mind doing you know something pretty simple where you're just kind of smashing ships together so i got yeah. i went out on the dwarves um matt you ended up with salamanders
1: yes uh that was one of the. The unclaimed factions. Yeah. So I bought the... It's a neat way they do it, right? They have the starter and the booster. So I bought those. I didn't get any of the extra stuff. I'll give it a couple games first. So, yeah.
3: Mantic does a nice job with their... What were you going to yeah. say, Matt?
1: I was going to say all that's left really is the big ship and the, the flyers, flyers I guess, anyway. Yeah. So
3: yeah mantic does a nice job with their how they set up their games and it was as nice to see our friend pat as well um who uh still uh very active with mantic and he always um takes care of us nicely when we uh go in on a game but we andy and i had a super fun demo of armada i love it because i've always liked the the kind of seafaring games and it's so different from any of the other minis games that we have uh it looks like it plays fast and fun not Super bogged down by crazy rules, where there's a whole bunch of minutiae for each ship. I went in on Empire of Dust, which is sort of the undead Egyptian-themed uh, faction. Uh, really liked. I usually play undead and stuff anyway, but I actually really like their boats and uh, um, kind of the the makeup of their all of their different uh, units and stuff. So I'm super excited to play it and i've been having fun painting i've painted a couple of the uh ships already um so yeah i'm i'm excited and i always like mantic games they i they've had some that we've played and dabbled with a little that just kind of don't catch on long term for whatever reason like like i'm thinking of dead zone where i had a ton of fun with that game and i've still got a bunch of stuff for it but we just we played it for a little bit and then it just kind of fell up fell by the wayside but i'm hoping this one being different being ship combat will maybe um have a little bit uh longer shelf life for us
0: yeah and i so i bought the starter so i also have the Cillian fleet in there as well so um we have some we have we have four different sets of ships at this point and stuff. And, you know, we're, yeah, that'll, that'll be exciting. I also bought in on Battletech. Uh, so I bought two clan boxes. Um, nice. Yeah. I also ended up Ian, you know, what's really funny is after we played, I don't remember what night it was and Dan had that summary rule book. Yeah, Like I realized they still had those for sale. So I went back and bought one of those. I also got like the second to last one of those, but that's, like all i need the other one has all of like the expanded stuff which
3: yeah I, so I yeah so what the total, wa-
1: the total warfare book has the battle tech is kind of like there's a couple different games right there's aerotech which is flying ships and shit so the total warfare book <laughs> you can tw- has all that stuff in there right? has the air um has the aerospace operations has the campaign rules and all the battle tech Mech fighting rules, but all the infantry stuff in there. But if you're looking for just mech on mech, you got the perfect thing, which is we're going to play 99% of the time anyway.
3: Yeah, and I was going to say that as much as I love Catalyst and I love Battletech and I think all the new mechs that they're doing are really nice. I think one area where they really need to improve is being clear on what these what each book is because I didn't even know there was that I didn't know that other book that Dan had was just the pretty much the the rules and you know because I have the Total Warfare book so
1: well in the was, Total Warfare surprised. book in that book cost the same anyway right oh so do they what, oh. yeah they're both like 40 dollars yeah. so it's just which one do you want to buy
3: yeah right? so I wish I wish it was clearer and the other problem that Catalyst has is that BattleTech has been around for so long and been through a few different companies and then there's still some product like from the previous line that they continue to sell. So looking a up lot of stuff the, yeah. online is tough. It's it can be confusing which books you need.
1: A lot of the campaign books. If you books go
3: online right now, you previous. can't even find the book I bought.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. not on their web store. Their web store is not great. The, a lot of the campaign books are from older editions. Uh, uh, battle tech um but i also terrible
2: i had fun i did
1: buy a uh peck uh mech box too yeah Over there.
3: yeah i bought another one too even though i have like 100 max now i have a 105 i guess but yeah. um i, can't I have a free cav mech oh nice those they look, look nice them too. Away I at, their, like those. at their booth so i was like uh yeah I'll take yeah because they, were they doing paint and take with those
1: yeah. it was just quick start rules in a mech
3: oh cool well, that's cool. I should have. I didn't realize that I would have got another one, but yeah. So
0: for me, those were, I think that's where I dropped most. Well, I also dropped a little bit of money on um, some unique uh, unit models for Vanguard. Uh, Ian and I had a lot of fun playing that. Um, I'd still bought that, it on so- that. You did, you yeah. did. oh, yeah, that's them, right. I bought it Northern Alliance.
2: Alliance, which let me just say, let me just even though Pat's our friend, um, I would pimp this anyway. I bought that, so it's a little box set, it was 40 bucks. for whatever reason in my brain, I thought I was getting like 12 models because the picture on the back shows like, for example, the ice troll, but it shows them with two different poses, you know, the same body, but two different arms. So I'm like, okay, so you pick which arm you want. And they had the same thing with like this lady with a bow and this other like ice guy. So I was like, okay, it'll be, I want to say when I looked, I was like, all right, it's like 12 models. Well, I opened up the box and I'm like, oh, they screwed up. They gave me... (laughs) two of (laughs) these ice (laughs) trolls and then i looked and i was going through it again it's 20 models you get 20 models for 40 bucks and the models are really cool like i've got them all together and primed but yeah you get two ice trolls you get 10 like men of the north and then um a couple other like more specialist characters i would assume but i i I mean i only played that demo three years ago but um but now i bought in
3: i'm I'm excited i i think
2: i remember having a lot of fun so
3: Yeah, and Andy and I have played two games, um, and uh, I've had a ton of fun with it. It's 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 quick, it's light, it's not rules heavy. It's I like the special dice for your command points and stuff. And um, you know the armies. I've played two different armies against Andy's, and uh, they felt very different. So, I I, yeah, I think it's a nice. Quick, you know beer and pretzels i think mantic really hits it out of the park with those types of games that they're they're not going to be crazy crunchy like a 40k or something like that they're they're quick they're light they have some flavor and some character and um and you can bang out a game in like an hour hour and a half yeah, but,
1: uh, what do you, you what do you have andy for that game uh i have the goblins and uh you have the northern alliance what do you have Ian?
3: Uh, and did i assume
1: I have Undead, and then
3: because I'm using Reaper minis for some of them, oh, I have yeah. the, um, I think it's the Basilians. It's the Light clerics and knights. Gotcha. So still plenty to choose from, man.
1: Oh, I would, if I play anything, it would be the Goblins, but Andy already has them. So kiss them out.
0: <laughs> I did do some demos too. Actually, before I get into demos, some of my almost purchases too. Man, I came really, really close with Tinker Turf yeah, uh, yeah, too,
2: man. yeah I, great.
0: Came, I came really close with tinker turf which i think is ironic because the piece that i thought was most unique on tinker turf was a satellite dish and i don't know if you just saw what gw put up for their newest train set uh, <laughs> yeah, i think dish. i can get yeah. it's got a satellite dish in it yeah that's funny uh it is i don't like the rest of the set but yeah man tinker turf so it's printed cardboard terrain that you glue together but man they do they had some really kind of intricate stuff like probably as intricate as some of the mdf stuff that's out there but i think they can be a little a little bit more lightweight uh, a little bit more kind of versatile uh than what you can do with mdf because mdf starts to get heavy after a while Dave, what was the one you almost got
2: or we're looking at I don't
3: know if I think it was called like guy. the
2: mag rail set yeah um, yeah so that cool so it's like it the, the thing that I like about it was that it had a station which was I'm gonna say maybe two maybe 18 to 20 inches tall and um and it 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 seemed pretty solid and then i'm a sucker for trains like i still have my wild west exodus train from their kickstarter ages ago uh but they had this really cool train station but you can actually move the the trains along them and it wasn't a bad price i mean i I priced the whole thing out for like 160 bucks you i could have gotten their whole like mag collection and had this really awesome setup but
3: it had like a cool cargo moving thing in it that actually moved it was it was really cool
2: yeah, I chickened out at the last minute, but the other the, the nice thing is they're they're just fulfilling their Kickstarter, so they're still four to six weeks away from delivery anyway. So who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll break down and buy it still. Yeah.
0: It it looked cool. It was just it's just hard for me right now. Like I started 3D printing stuff again, but that the stuff looks really, really good um yeah. i was pretty impressed with it um as someone who has some a lot of unput together mdf stuff in his house as well like i was like wow that stuff almost got me um it looked really good the other thing that was there that i didn't they weren't really selling anything i don't think and they only had a small presence but man i went back to their booth twice to talk to them is it was dwarven forge i've heard man. of it <laughs> yeah, and some of the stuff that they're getting ready to do, oh man, I'm I'm really <laughs> worried. <laughs> Andy's gonna go broke.
3: Yeah, you're yeah, gonna I'm, need more room in that basement.
0: Well, like so, I went on I went online afterwards, right? So they have kind of what they've started to do is put together like little sets right so that you could do something like a rangers of shadow deep right so they have a mountain city siege bundle right it's super expensive still it's 358 bucks but what you're getting is you're getting like a stone tower you're getting two one-story buildings a two-story building uh, a couple burnt out buildings, some other scatter terrain and all the magnetic tiles I think that goes with it, yeah. To to basically build yourself a little kind of outdoor adventure, right? And that's what they're starting to do and they're they're getting better about I think how they put together some of their sets. And now what they're going to do is go back and For some of their original stuff and the thing i was most excited about is making more round walls right for some of their their buildings and stuff uh and make it easier to do interior walls and stuff because i have so much of it already
2: and just those little add-ons would you know just make it that much more interesting but they also said that in the next year they think they might relaunch their sci-fi set yeah yeah Yeah. which i'm i'm okay i'm not as quite
0: as excited about that Um, I'll see what it looks like, obviously. Um, but you know, even, even just their little watchtower thing is 118 bucks, but that thing is so neat, right? That's, that looks like a watchtower. You could build an entire adventure just around that little watchtower. And I think that's, that's the, that's the way to go is building those like kind of quick little unique
2: adventure sets and then things to expand off of that so i'm more of a sci-fi guy that's why for me it's like if they did something similar where it's like okay so maybe they have corridors or whatever who cares but if it's like oh wait a minute now we've got like a alien dissection room and it's got like some cool bits or like a console for you know like like the star trek bridge or something i don't know like i'm just excited to see what they do um i know like stefan's way more into fantasy but i I know they have a lot of other artists involved so i'm just kind of curious to see what they bring to the table
0: oh yeah i'm still interested in kind of seeing what comes out of that so that'll still be very interesting i'm trying to think of who else was there that i you know i did do the demo of fallout um i did it twice actually i did it once with dan and once with dave i tested a theory when i played with dave um (laughs) unfortunately i was correct about it um that is another one that i'm not sure that the demo was set up well the game has yeah, i think so too su- such a great theme it's a little swingy for me it's a game where you're rolling a lot
2: of d10s well yeah sort of you're rolling 10-sided dice not really d10s. 10-sided dice yeah yeah cuz they They're all have rolling... symbols <laughs> right right
0: and so in a game where you're rolling a 10-sided die and there are several sides to the die that don't matter like i was like well that's you're you're basically saying i have a worse chance now um (laughs) and, and again it's the other thing i i have a problem with too is that that's a game that i don't really think of as multiple factions right like i it's you against the wasteland right it's not I know there's different factions in that game, but the way I always played it was it was me against the world, right? So unless I'm out there killing super mutants, you know, for the most part, you know, that's that's kind of how I looked at it. But
2: the minis were super neat. I don't know what you thought about it, Dave. I think it's really pretty, but I, I mean, I'll say this, right? So to me, when I played Star Wars Legion demo, whatever, however many years ago, and I sat down and they did a demo where luke and darth vader and like 10 guys fought right they kind of put you close together and i, I was. I think like, i did that one with you dave yeah and i i don't know for me i walked away and i was just like man like yeah, it's two too. factions like man that was really not you know like that didn't capture like you know luke skywalker for me at all but now i could say it's it's a game that i'm like wow that game is really well done and i really enjoy it and so I think for me, the, the thing, the, the part of fallout that I was a little frustrated with, you know, again, it, it just comes down to a crappy demo is like they 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 captured some really good stuff right like the special right so like they use special in the game which for those who don't know that's like all the attributes right like strength perception endurance like and that's how you build your character in the in the game they do the same thing here and it's really simple you know it's, it's run really easily with symbols like i looked and there's a machine gun and i'm like okay so this machine gun is obviously my stat yep sure enough so there's some nice intuitiveness to it but I, I would share kind of a similar concern, I guess, in that, like, if, I don't know, I guess I would say the jury's still out, but I'm like, if that's what you're going to do for a demo, like, and, and that game's not new, it's been around for years. So I'm like, why is that the best thing that they could show us for a demo? like <laughs> But yeah. the, the models are beautiful. And I, I to be honest, that's the only thing that I've gone and put in my cart since we got back from Adepticon. I've looked at it <laughs> at least three times because I'm like, oh, I really want to paint them. But... Even if I never play, and Dan, Dan Reynolds bought it, and um, you know he's going to play solo, and I was like, well, that'd be kind of fun to like, you know, commiserate with Reynolds. Dan. Sorry, uh, Dan Roberts.
1: <laughs> Dan. Like I said, casual acquaintance. <laughs> wow.
2: Dan, sorry, my bad. I knew who you meant, Dave. I, I just had to call you out. My bad, but he bought it, and so we were talking about it, and I'm like, oh, like I just thought that'd be fun, kind of fun to like trade stories and stuff about going through it together but i'm like i really can't buy a game that i'm gonna you know play by myself unless it's you know in a dark room <laughs>
0: it had potential um looked at the free blades minis again
2: and <laughs> oh can i change blades? subject a little bit they're yeah please a, do that's oh, free baits we, we've all hammered on them enough their minis are beautiful and the game is terrible so i had a really <laughs> funny interaction and um i don't think we'll ever get these guys as a sponsor anyway <laughs> uh, say your new burn that, bridge. Burn but that did, bridge did you guys go to the games and gears booth at all oh no mm, probably so they were down at the end like right next to the bathroom and um at the front you mean i thought yeah, sorry. The, at the very front, like when you walk in, kind of to the right, to the the right of where the yeah. Reaper booth would normally be. Anyway, I always I, I avoid them because <laughs> I, I, I my impression is whenever I go there, it's not like an easy sell. And so it was really funny because I was talking to another um, Geek Nation Tours person, and they were like, "Oh my god!" I went by the Geek Nation's tour booth, and I felt like I had fallen into like a second rate used car dealership. And I was what like, do "What do you mean?" This?
3: the games and gears
2: Uh, games and gears sorry games and gears booth and he was like oh my god he was like it was like the hardest high pressure (laughs) cell i've ever been at like Uh, and i think they use like all the like multi-marketing speak and all that uh, stuff where they're like oh yeah what can i get to get you in this brush today and and as a
1: person (laughs) who has those brushes they're not good they're not good brushes i bought i bought a set they fell apart the novelty is that the novelty is that they like fold right or whatever you you take the brush part in half and you can kind of put it back together so it's but the brushes bristles do not last at all
2: yeah yeah i i I have them here and i use them for like moving glue around on bases but it just it just made me laugh because i was like every time i walk by that booth they've got they've got three people sitting at the table they all have it set up and you can tell when you sit down they're going to be like it's like a tupperware thing like oh if you squish (laughs) it it makes the farty noise you know and it's like I'm sure they make a ton of money that way, but um don't ever stop at the Games of Gears unless you plan <laughs> on Thanksgiving.
1: I thought you were gonna talk about your favorite new favorite RPG, Dave. Nope. Pardon.
2: nope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh,
1: I think we can wrap up pender Hall talk unless there's anything else you guys. The... I'm sure I'm sure Justin's asleep by now. No, no, hold
2: on. No, I'm listening, I'm here. I'm gonna rapid fire then some stuff. Okay. Sentence each. Hold rapid on. fire, go. So there is a place uh, for those who are interested. There is a place called 1985 Games. The really cool thing about them is they have a forty-dollar miniature monthly subscription. So like you pay forty bucks and you get a really nice, high-quality resin mini sent in the mail. It's always worth at least forty bucks, according to them. It's, uh, could be worth more. So that was another one that I was like really close to doing, but I didn't pull pull the trigger on. Is that forty bucks a month? Forty bucks a month. Yep. Really? Uh-huh. So, Dave,
0: you know what? They, they have a new Kickstarter out right now. It's um, like high-end uh, resin dice, but but what they, you store it in looks like a VHS case. Oh, oh cool. They have a very like retro feel. That's They're the 1985
2: games. <laughs>
0: that, that is one of the things that I keep going back to and looking at is them i i purposely didn't go to the booth because i i knew it was more of a subscription service i keep going back and and looking at their website though
2: yeah and honestly like ian they have a ton of stuff that would be up your alley they do a lot of different things with like um D &D maps and like like little pictures
3: and stuff you can get yeah Um, I i took a look um briefly yeah it was one of those things where i think there was a woman sitting there and it's a small little booth, like at the end of another booth. And I have that thing where I would like to go and look and potentially support, but I also will feel terrible if I walk away. So yeah. so I, I kind of just kind of looked from, um, like, a, a distance.
2: She said that they um, – they're because I was like, you guys have a bunch of other cool product. Why isn't it here? And she's like, it's all at GaryCon. She's like yeah. – uh, so her partner was at GaryCon. That makes sense. Um, There's another one I want to highlight called the Brush Wielder's Union, which you guys probably walked by a thousand times. They were actually out in the hallway near the board game. Uh, I walked by by them because they they were saying that all of my unpainted minis are shameful. So that's why I kept walking. (laughs) Yes, that's true. So this Brush Wielders Union is another thing I did actually sign up for. It's five bucks a month, and it's like a little Patreon thing, a little community that you can join to hang out with a bunch of other people who really like to paint minis. So I was like, whatever, I'll give it a shot, and if I hate it, I'll cancel it. But so far, I'm, I'm having fun. When you sign up, you get like a little journal that you can like write all your all your stuff here. I'll make the noise for everybody online. So, this nice little journal and a sticker and a patch. And I was like, all right, well, that's worth five bucks at least. And you get to send him everything you want to accomplish this year. And if you accomplish it, you get something. I can't remember what it is, but uh, I was like, all right, I like goals.
1: What happens if you don't? Do you get cool. chastised by the group.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah you get yelled at so and again for me it was like five bucks a month to be yeah, sure. part of a little community uh, i figure it's like a discard discord thing that you can join um so this is a little frustrating so good and bad so there's a place called dad's armies which was right right outside the gw booth this guy is like an award-winning painter he's got to be i don't know i'll say 60 but he could have been 75 i have no idea <laughs> but you got this old British guy who's like one of those like nicest guys in the world, super friendly. And he's had all this MDF like spaceships and terrain. And anyways, really cool guy. I ended up buying a couple ships off of him, but you cannot navigate his website.
1: His website looks like it was made by a 70 year old.
2: Yep, yep, I guess. Yeah, fair point. Angel Fire um, it's on Angel Fire. Yeah. yeah, it's like the, the old impact miniatures website. If you ever went to the old impact miniatures website, it's like impossible. Yeah. Um, But I have these ships, right? So again, here's this my bag of ships. There's no instructions, and there's no instructions on his website. So I have these cool spaceships that I can't build. Um, Merks, Dave, mention it. Merck's.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, Merks. Actually, company. There was a Merck's full squad in the swag bag. Yep. What? Yeah, true. Do you do you want them?
3: (laughs) I might. So okay, they're metal. They're they're you know.
1: Yeah, it yeah like they
2: five really yeah. might be down with that. So here's the thing. So I, I'm i really bummed. I can't remember the name of the company. Andy and I were just walking around. And I'm like, oh, those look like Merc minis. And I figured somebody had used some old Merc minis to like display, like to, to run a demo of their game. Nope. These. And then I, I saw they actually called them the UCSR, which is the name of one of yeah. the factions. And I was like, wait, I'm like, is this actually Merck's? And they're like, oh yeah, we bought the Merck's property. We're in the midst of rewriting it. We're going to do a Kickstarter in like three to six months. And I was like, well, can I ask, what did you think of the old Merck's rules? And he's like, they're hot mess, terrible. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. So at least we're starting yeah. from a similar place.
1: Yeah. I yeah. uh, remember that game we kickstarted, Dave. Oh man.
2: I know. Well, now I'm mad because I think I literally, I think I threw out all of it because yeah. I finally was like, why am I holding on to this? And now it, it might like, be some
0: in my garage, Dave. Right, well
2: don't toss them for three to six months um <laughs> so I
0: remember a lot of these all right dave it's um the new company is fifth angel studios
2: okay because they their 2.5 rules are are out <laughs> yeah that's who it was fifth angel okay scale 75 we talked about steamforged games was pushing god tier pretty hard and their new bard song coming out Always good to see. Let's just giving free plugs here, Dave. Listen, I'm going through all the stuff. Witchborn doing their Witchborn thing. We talked about Tinker House, which does Tinker. Can somebody cut his (laughs) mic? I don't shut it. Do you know how much you talk, Jesus? Um,
3: (laughs) All right, you nobody talked about Toledo game rooms.
1: Yeah, Dave's just going down the vendor list because
3: I was going to talk about that when we talk about the meat grinder.
2: Oh, yes, and then the last thing we'll talk about is. That I'll mention because now we're into the W's is Wing Tsar, <laughs> Wing Tsar Publishing, who publishes our buddy Craig Gallant's books, plus some other books that I don't really read because they're historical. <laughs> but he's got three books published. I didn't know that. He had a whole yeah. other book that he published, that I never even heard of. Good friend. I know, right? I felt like a <laughs> jerk. Okay, <laughs> Andy, go ahead. Wait, we I should... have stuff.
1: <laughs> I like to mention, uh, I'd like to thank God. And...
3: Yeah. Uh...
2: Keep Uh, my God's wife name (laughs) out of your mouth.
3: (laughs) Uh, Just random stuff. The podcast dinner uh, we went to with Terrace. That was super fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, oh wait!
0: Good... No, I thought you were doing game hall stuff. No, no,
3: I'm I'm just doing my random stuff. All right, then let's do. No,
0: Let... no, 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 that's that's
3: not... Thursday. I have, all right, that's... I have hold a, on, hold on. I have, random, do... I have a random game hall thing. Let me do that. All right. That was getting to see our buddy Seppi. Um Yay. I feel I feel terrible because I I feel like Seppi must think that I either don't like him or actively avoid him because every single time seppy texts me and says hey i've got a demo open i'm literally on in the middle of something or on i think i've said literally 800 times this show i don't know why but i'm in the middle of something yes or i'm on my way so i feel terrible because i feel like i'm yeah, that that definitely probably happened as well. Uh so I feel like I'm I'm dodging him, but I like his games and I, I love spending time with him, but it just never seems to work out time wise where we're on the same page. So it was at least good to see him. So I did want to give Seppi a shout out and uh his his games are always super fun. Definitely go buy some of Seppi's games. What is it? Fight in the Box? Fight in the Box and
2: his biggest game ever is coming out in a Take couple starts. months Yes. Yeah, I that's something
0: I did purchase. I uh, I picked up processing uh, from Sepi, um, as well as the specialized tokens that go along with it. We had fun playing that a couple of years ago, so
3: I picked it up. Oh, I so. have one more thing I bought. One more thing I bought. Did you buy this to Andy? I bought a neoprene dirt gravel road. So Damn there was a guy bus. that had a Dan. Yeah, I knew Dan did. I thought Andy did too. But anyway, he this guy had um, it's like a six foot long um neoprene it goes down on like you know the neoprene mats and i have a nice grass mat that's just grass so to give it a little bit of uh flavor uh, i bought one of these six feet long roads and it comes with like a couple of semicircles you can cut them into different shapes to make turns and things like that and it was like like 22 bucks so i'm super
2: mad i picked it up and i didn't
3: buy it yeah so I'm, i'm glad i i'm glad i picked that up but that's the last of my purchases i think
0: Cool. Now, me and Dave did spend some money at Toledo Game Room. I picked up a few wolves uh, to use as wargs in uh, Vanguard. But more importantly, Dave and I spent quite a bit of time picking through and finding individual miniatures. And then we were able to take those individual miniatures over to a charity event, which was probably one of the more more exciting games that i got to play all all weekend yeah that was a blast
3: meat grinder was super fun and the arena was crazy cool it was like almost like in a um like a like a a cave like depression Like like a canyon yeah but and it had like little um little vendor stalls with like actual little like orc vendors inside and it had leds and all kinds of cool stuff and um super fun the way they do it is super fun it's like you just bring a painted mini all the minis have the same stats and last mini standing wins but um i'll let you guys talk about the rest of it but it was nice of you guys to you you provided a ton of painted minis for everybody literally poured them out of a bag i said it again poured them out of a bag and he bought them And said, grab a mini. Uh, And I forgot to tell you guys, the anonymous tabletop guys, I stopped in when they were recording uh, on Saturday. I sat in with them for a little bit, and we talked a little bit about the meat grinder. But both Devram and Tim, uh, who were running it when we were there, thanked us very much because we – we a brought a big group, but b we were super enthusiastic, yelling and having a good time. And um, and they said that you know we were we were one of the best uh, groups that played all day because we were super into it and brought a bunch of people over to the table. Yeah, uh, um,
0: yeah. So Dave and I had a blast picking through and, <laughs> and finding those miniatures. Hey, I wasn't going to do it to you on the the podcast, Dave. Uh, but we had, we had a blast going through. We found all those miniatures, and it literally was it was a bag of miniatures. What I think was super fun though was it was a uh, Craig who was part of the Craig or Greg. I can't remember. It's, it's Craig. Craig. It's Craig who's part of the Geek Nation tours was in that group with us too uh, uh, along with a couple of randos. But the, the whole idea is yes, there is a literal meat grinder there that when your model dies, it gets dropped into.
1: Well, before it gets dropped in there, its head gets cut off.
0: Right. And the head gets placed on a base. And at the end of the battle, whoever won this Royal Rumble, his model goes on the base, surrounded by the skulls of his fallen enemy. It's super fun. Yeah, it was a dirt simple set of rules. There's ways during the game to kind of donate more money and get some advantages and stuff. But yeah, it stays pretty even because it's a three up to hit, four up to wound, uh, five up to save uh, yeah, movement so, of six and yeah, movement um, of six yeah. two actions yeah. uh, but I think what was most important is when you attack if you missed the other person gets to attack back as part of a retaliation move, and the number of times that the word retaliation just got <laughs> screamed out,
3: um, everyone was awesome. else in that hall hated hated the meat grinder because it was so noisy.
0: Yeah, well, it was especially noisy because apparently one of the models possibly one of the models we brought um had a washer in it uh <laughs> so that did not go well into the
3: meat grinder i don't think that was us that was something
0: <laughs> no i think that was already in there uh but yeah it literally was like yeah it was hard like, man i almost broke it, my wrist <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah what a fun idea i'll totally do that again next year to, I'll,
3: I'll, you should mention all the proceeds went to help the people of ukraine
1: and, yeah,
0: yeah, it was a charity event this, uh, for Ukraine this year, specifically. And this
1: is something that they usually do, right? It's been at past Adepticons, but you, I believe they just, they were telling us at the dinner, they just used to just use a Playmobil arena. But the guy that had that arena couldn't come. So he custom built that arena in like 35 days.
3: Yeah, his name was Dave. I wish I could remember yeah. his last name. I sat with him and his wife, uh, Katie, at the dinner. Super nice people. He did an awesome job on that. The The arena was super fun. And we didn't mention that uh, we almost had uh, Nerd Herders. We almost pulled it out. I was one of the last two. Um uh left standing but uh craig was able to and that was back and forth too we it was a oh, while yeah. but uh it was su- super fun it's one of those things where when you experience like the community type thing like that where everybody's hooting and hollering and cheering every dice roll it's it's so much fun and that's stuff that you can't um it's hard to put i don't know what i'm trying to say you know just d- together <laughs> yeah the 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 fun that a, that an event like that is is hard to put in words because you just kind of have to experience it yeah. that was on saturday right no, that was Friday. Oh Friday.
2: Okay. How much money did they raise? Do we have any idea?
3: uh I don't know it was I know Terrace was matching uh, a bunch of it and I know the other thing I think that Deborah mentioned too if I remember right was that our session raised the most money too
0: nice, nice. it was it, it was just fun like that was just like I would have I know they were gonna I think they were gonna do it again, but I don't know if they had space or whatever like it just... they were
3: trying to do it again on Sunday.
0: Yeah, it was it was super fun. That's something I'll plan to do. I might even okay, paint yeah. up some I would totally paint
3: a legit mini and bring it and just, yeah. you know, knowing that it's probably going to get ground up.
0: Yeah. But that was that was a lot of fun. I'm glad I'm glad we got to to do that. Cuz that then,
1: speed paints on. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's um like <laughs> I did a couple painting things too. So I did um blending class. So GW this year sponsored a lot of the hobby painting classes actually so they had one of the guys who's actually judging the golden demon down there kind of doing painting classes so i did i did a blending a wet blending class and i did a edge and highlighting class with gw and then i did another one with this really nice lady who's all into kind of making realistic uh blur effects on your models um so that class was blood pus and gore (laughs) um and that's those were the kind of the three hobby things that i managed to kind of get into i didn't kind of do any other events matt you did most of the events for the group i think
1: i did too so on friday i played in the marvel crisis protocol team up which
0: yeah we saw you at the big table
1: yeah yeah so um, little, uh, let's say, you know, first time they did it, so it didn't really work out too great. Like we had to end that first game early. Um, cause they asked us to come up to plan the stream after the Reddit had already started. So we bring all our stuff up there. We, you know, we had to set everything up. We play, we probably lost 45 minutes just doing that. Jeez. Which was fun. I mean, it's you know they're they're still learning. It's the first time they ran it. And then my second game, our opponent showed up twenty minutes late, and then spent half an hour with the judges arguing with them about stuff. So we lost a bunch of time oh, there. Geez. I didn't hear about. But that. it was fine because you still end up third. So what had happened is on the Marvel Crisis Protocol Discord, um, you know, people are saying, "Oh, go to Deptcon." So somebody said they needed a partner for the event. I jumped on, said yes. He texted me in the morning of the event saying, "I can't make it. I have a hang." Uh, he said he had a migraine, which is adepticon for hangover exactly so but i pulled somebody out the sidelines who was looking for something to play with and we ended up third so yeah not too Oh, i didn't know i
0: didn't realize that matt i didn't realize that guy you were playing with was somebody just from the sidelines
1: oh yeah he was he was just hanging out there looking for uh something to play with so
0: oh that's hilarious
1: yeah it was a lot of fun um i'm sure they'll smooth out all the you know the issues with it next year but that was a, a fun event um they did do a nice thing though where when it came down to the last round they just cut to the you know the top game was the only game being played so get to leave before 11 o'clock uh, which was nice and then on saturday uh, myself and casual friend of the show dan uh dan reynolds yes yep. dan reynolds, <laughs> dan reynolds. <laughs> uh no but uh dan and i we played in a titanicus doubles event which was a lot of fun and um we were supposed to play you know, three years ago, the adept that did not happen, or two years ago, whenever it was. Um, so we signed up again this year and got to play it. It was uh, just two games, um, and Dan and I only played about one game apiece. So, and it's very casual, right? It's not actually a tournament. They have a narrative event where you report your score, but um, there's no, like, winner or anything like that. Um, So we found a couple guys that only played three games. So we played our first game with them. And since we just kind of get to pick, we just decided, you know, well, we're both teams are still fairly new. So we'll just play again the second time. And it was a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, it looked like you were having a good time playing with them. Yeah.
1: And Dan is a I, you know, I joke about being casual friend, but he's a very, very generous person. He two years ago made us get dice bags printed for us. And then this year he brought uh, in Titanicus. You use order dice, right? Cause you can give orders. He just had probably like 60 their buttons without pins, you know what I mean? But like markers, but they have the orders on them, like the picture of the order on them. So he brought those for us too. Oh, cool. So very nice one to do that. Nobody around here plays that game. So, which is unfortunate. Yes. It's a really fun game.
0: I, and I have BattleTech now. I got my little robots. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think was that that was, um, was it Friday night we played Battletech or was it Saturday night? Saturday was,
3: night. Saturday night.
1: Yeah, yep, played with it was Pat, was a big, uh, Pat's Pat and Terrace. Terrace joined yeah. us. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Battletech. Yep. And I left her really early Sunday, so that was my last thing, was, uh, was that. So that was, that was fun. Um, the only other things I wanted to mention were just, and I don't know how much anybody wants to talk about it because it's a visual thing, but Golden Demon entries were pretty amazing. And then we tried hard to like the GI Joe deck building game and just couldn't oh, God, it was not
0: uh, look, we'll <laughs> do let's do yeah, let's do the the games, and then we can come back to the Golden Demon because I do want to talk about that a little bit more. But yeah, so I thought there was a pretty good showing for the the board games that are there. To borrow Play, in the library, yeah, to, yeah. yeah to, uh, so that was that was fun, and we did try some new games, right? So, GI Joe deck building game, right? So again, we we mentioned it earlier. You know, we love that IP. Here's a deck builder. Let's try it out. Oh my god! Like even once I finally understood it, I played it and I was like, oh, all right. Like it wasn't unfun. But it wasn't like, I want to go play that again. Like, I played it a second time because I had to figure out if, like, (laughs) if I could play it.
1: They're Uh, trying to cram too much. Into one game, a deck builder should not have a thirty-page rulebook to accompany it.
3: Yeah, that was my takeaway. It was way more than it needed to be. Way too complex. I, I hoped I'm not a big deck builder fan anyway, but I hoped the GI Joe IP would save it, and it it couldn't. I really
0: like deck builders, and I think there were some neat mechanics in there with like taking vehicles out of the you know to to go on the missions. Yeah, that was. But cool. it was very confusing. Any game that has rounds. Phases and <laughs> turns, Dave, turns. Yes, turns. Yeah, turns. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Once you put all three of those in, and some of them are are kind of nested into others, and some of the things you're all doing at the same time, and other things you're doing kind of individually. Um, but yeah, I thought there were there were definitely some deep mechanics in there. Um, but it did get to a certain point where a co-op game was.
2: Less and less co op. Yeah, but it was like, it it had some cool stuff, right? Like you said, like the hangar thing was cool. And then the fact that, like, you could go on a mission and then you could, like, your other players could, like, jump on the mission with you. That was all good. I think that game suffered from, I I do think just general too much complexity, but it was another one of those where, like, no, I have a feeling nobody but people who played the game had read the rule book because (laughs) it would say things like, you know, like oh, like when this happens with the mission, do this, and it's like okay, but when do you do that? Like there were a ton of times that like we we're pretty experienced gamers, and we're like, I don't understand what it's asking me to do. You know, like. Yeah.
1: But that you know, and some of the things, although they were cool, were way like more complicated than they need to be. Right. So the hangar, those cards shouldn't be in the deck that you can buy. They just pick some vehicles when you play right it's there's two and then there's gear yeah. and there's gears but then there's upgrades but then there's this and there's like just the number of different kind of cards in the deck you know you play a deck builder like thunderstone you have characters weapons spells items right there's four things it felt like in this there's probably 10 different things that could be in your deck yeah and they all in all in only certain things work with these certain things yeah. like um the, i think the cool thing about it is you know you pick a joe to be your main character but if you pick somebody that only works like they they get bonuses when there's gear, but then gear never comes up in the draw, right? Yeah, For the cards you buy, right?
2: Well, For you right. were saying, Ian, like the art wasn't even right. Like, and I'm not sure that and, I knew the he, art that well, but
3: well, and who knows? Maybe I haven't read the modern G.I. Joe stuff. Maybe there's been something that I don't know about, but I'm like, like Major Blood is one of the bad guys, and there's an illustration of him when he doesn't have an eye patch. Right. It was like, from well, some of their
0: IDW stuff. I think but is, they, I mean,
3: did they retcon that or is it a different major plot? I don't, blood? I I don't remember,
0: don't... but there and, was an image right from one of the, the comics that I had read. so
3: And like barbecue, uh, there was barbecue without his helmet on. Barbecue always been a redhead, like in everything. And this guy was like, like had brown hair. It was just, I was confused and who knows, maybe there's modern stuff that's, that it's referencing or whatever. But I was like, to me as a 1980s kid, you know, that played with all these action figures and read these comic books. I was like, who the fuck are these people?
1: <laughs> right. So, so G.I. Joe game, thumbs down.
3: Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, badly. But the but, RPG looks great, and I think it's from the same people. It and is. Yeah. When version two comes
2: out, it's going to be great. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. When they listen to this and and make their corrections, make their
2: decisions. Yeah.
0: Make yeah. their corrections. Yeah. So yeah. So one of the, um, I, I think the other games we played were I don't think we we played what roll roll rolling realms.
3: I didn't play it, but I, I saw you. Yeah. I like it was that,
1: okay. Man. I think it's it's a little. You gotta un- like takes a minute to understand, right? But then yeah. once you understand how the cards work and what you're supposed to be doing, it's it's a decent game.
2: I yeah. really liked it, but I'm a sucker for those. Like I love Roll yeah. Through the Ages and all those types of like I like a game that is in a small little box that you can play without too much like instruction, you know, just kind of like sit and play and have fun. But <laughs> I felt like you guys were you guys were not sold on it. I it liked was
0: okay. It. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. The 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 my my chief complaint about that was that they tried to make it like two like hey you're just kind of having fun and they're like yeah anybody can roll the die i was like
1: yeah the the main basis of the game is that every turn a player rolls two dice then the use those dice to do things on the cards but as andy said the instructions just like a player rolls two dice right so anybody can do it so um, yeah, yeah you, you know, don't
2: really feel like you have a turn, I guess.
1: Right, right, yeah.
0: right. So I'm just like, I was just kind of, okay, somebody rolled. All right, now I'll see what I can do. Like, And I get it. It doesn't really matter who rolled the dice, but, you know. That's the only still, way we play games is so that we can roll dice.
1: Know. <laughs> yeah, what's the point otherwise? It's true. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, so that was, and that the interesting thing about that one was that gave you an opportunity to try to win it as well, um, which is kind of, oh, a, yeah. there, there were a couple kind of games there that were like that. But yeah, so that was a that was a neat little setup that they had there for that. I, I don't remember what else we played.
1: Played Kingsburg. Um Oh you guys did day. I didn't play. Yeah, yeah, I think that was when Andy oh. was that was when Andy was napping because at one point Dave was staring at the table. I just turned and looked directly at him and <laughs> took him a second to catch up to what I was doing. But we did Andy, the, yeah. What was
0: the other game we played with Volker? Ian, it was in your VIG
3: bag. Uh comrade. You guys played in my bag. Oh yeah, uh frontline no comrades.
2: That, that game, game was, was so fun.
3: I, I have. I, I have, got a copy. I got a free, free copy. I
0: would definitely play that again. So that reminded me a lot of a game that I used to really like called um, Guillotine, uh, which oh, had a very that
3: game's great. It's yeah, a little bit, a, a little bit of gloom to it too. Would you, would you say? Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're trying to keep your your soldier alive by potentially kind of pushing other people or into harm's way or ducking out of harm's way. Uh, well, the theme's a little socially unacceptable right now. but.
3: <laughs> and yeah. actually, the guys that do it, what's that company, Dave? We should mention the RPG that you got from them, too. Um, what's oh, the name yeah.
2: It? So it's Ethereum and the game that the, the um, looking at it, but I don't think I can reach it. Uh,
3: you can do it. I believe in you. All right. Hold on. I'll be back. But the, um, like when they so everybody on on the Geek Nation tours uh, tour got a copy of um, Frontline No Comrades and the expansion. Uh, So that's that's how I have it. And and the designer even said he said, I'm very sorry. Obviously this is you know uh, and in the current uh, political situation that we have going on in Ukraine, it's is not very sensitive, so he did apologize.
2: Yeah, that was tough, but but the game is super fun. It's it's uh, it's Anvil 8 Games, Anvil 8, um, yeah, that's right. and I think his name is Brian Nero, I think is the guy that, that kind of runs the company. And I will say it was super nice. He gave me a copy of Ethereum because he knows that I um, love role-playing and stuff like that. So I have not had a chance to really go through it too nicely, but it is a very beautiful book. So, yeah. Yeah, that was that was super fun
0: to play that, and I I would play that again. That's a that's a very quick, easy game. I think it plays up to ten too. And Volker's in the game. He is because oh, really? yeah, he so. helped
3: with uh, the German translation, so he got a a card put in the um, expansion. So yeah, that's and what's he... it
2: called again? Say it again.
3: Frontline, no comrades.
2: Frontline, no
3: comrades. And it's comrades with a K. Yeah, so I I own it. So yeah, any gaming thing, winter retreat, anything like that. You guys want me to to throw it in the bag just let me know yeah uh,
0: $20 bag. game worth it yeah but that was uh yeah so it was super fun now uh one of the i know we're kind of getting uh long here golden demon was uh at adepticon so previously crystal brush had been kind of one of the painting competitions at adepticon and they usually had a, a decent showing of kind of models there they have a couple different categories oh man golden Demon. Like the the level of painting um that was there was was amazing. Uh, so that was so much fun.
1: I never really liked the Crystal Brush one because the way that they did the voting was fifty percent was the judges, and fifty percent was online. So they would post the miniatures anonymously online, right? But anybody who has a painting blog like posted, oh, here's the thing I'm painting for Crystal Brush. So, it's not really anonymous, right? Because if you're a known painter, you're should, and those are the people that always won anyway. But my favorite, the thing I liked best about Golden Demon, obviously all the minis were great, but the one that won, there was no crazy freehand, there was no crazy sculpting. It was a skink miniature with a very nice base that was just technically perfect in its painting
3: nice yep. i forgot to go and check and see which one won. i'll have to go yeah so, it's amazing it's really
2: cool because if you look and i i, I know Matt i just have it, up. it i'll share it yeah that was just saying but like the i think it was a really smart move and i i think they chose it because it's beautifully painted obviously but i also think it was a really smart move because they're really sending a clear message that like you don't have to have some big complicated crazy model or like the biggest demon they sell or dragon they sell like and if you look, like I swear, you zoom in on this model, like every piece is beautifully
1: painted. The only freehand is he's holding a spear up in the air. There's a a perfectly painted like glint on the spear. That's the only freehand thing on the model. I'm looking at him now.
3: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. So he won the Age of Sigmar single single model. And then the overall golden... Yeah, the Slayer Sword. Eagle. Yeah, the Slayer the Sword. So, uh, Ian, did you, so that means you didn't see who won the Warhammer signature uh, single model then? I did not. Uh, hold on, I'll throw that in there for you as well. Um,
3: yeah, this the Skink's this,
0: gorgeous. We'll, we'll, we'll expect this from some of yours.
3: Oh, is that uh, uh, the Khan himself? Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. what
0: I'm most disappointed, though, about Great the... Scars. The pictures that they took that they used in the on GW's website is the one that won the diorama was awesome, right? It's this wooded road, snowy, right? It's kind of a oh, I
3: saw this one in person. This one was
0: right, right. So it's a kind of like a Van Helsing (laughs) inquisitor, but well, it's very Van Helsing because what you can't see in this picture is there's a vampire standing over a woman. With yeah. wolves in the woods, with a Van Helsing character like aiming down, like yeah, this needs
3: to be a three sixty picture,
0: <laughs> or at least you're coming at it like this way. If you just turn it, like <laughs> uh, yeah, the vampire is uh, back degrees. too. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not. Uh, but that one was awesome. And then the other one, man, I don't know what Matt. Do you know what the age range is for the Youngbloods?
1: I think it cuts off at maybe twelve. Okay, thirteen maybe.
0: So, Ian, that's what won for Young Bloods.
3: That's crazy good. Yeah. So it's what right. what model? It's the it's the big orc boss yeah. from Age of Sigmar. That actually Rafe just bought this one.
0: Right, right. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep sending this to Rafe until he <laughs>
3: <laughs> a child did this. Rafe, <laughs> A
2: child did this. Yes, <laughs> a child which is what. Did and it's crazy because you look at this like like this is not just dry brush technique. Like there's a lot of like edge highlighting and. Yeah. Like there's some really good work in this model, but I will say I, I I get these golden demon, you know, notes all the time where they like put them up. I don't know. Well, I do know why. It was just so cool to be like, wait a minute. I saw this model in person. Like yeah. I saw all of these models in person and to just like see them like published by games
3: workshop. It was kind of cool.
1: And you know, what's yeah. great is right. These are the winners, but there were also so many more. Oh, they were fantastic. Oh my
3: God. Yeah. I'll put a couple up on our website and then listeners can go look at the, the ones uh, that one on GW's website since we're talking about them, but I put a few. I, I took a picture of a few. My my camera phone sucks, so uh, they won't do them justice. But I'll I'll throw those
1: on Facebook. Yeah, yeah the voice marine. Um,
0: is oh, noise, I got The banana peel. <laughs> the banana peel space marine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there was I a know. there
1: was a funny one where, um, in the I think it was open competition where, the space marine was painted in white and black like very well, but it was like who you know um, getting kicked. They had a little word bubble that was like the uh tournament organizers kicking us out because we're not three colors (laughs) yeah
3: yeah it was it was stylistic it wasn't even just like yeah oh here's black and white it was like they were stylistically done to look like black and white minis it was it was very cool it was a fun concept yeah Yeah. they did a great
0: job
1: if you were a person who entered kudos to you for even entering
0: yeah Uh, oh yeah no they did the only other thing i want to mention too is dave and i did walk around a little bit in the 40k hall uh, to look at some of the custom armies mm. um, what inspires me there every time is the orc armies because there are people there that paint their orcs just the way i can right they're not <laughs> yeah they're not all that pretty they're just they are just standard right well <laughs> so every time i see <laughs> yeah. those i always have hope but i also get kind of depressed when i'm there too sometimes me and dave saw an admech army it oh was God completely customized it yeah. was every single model was a custom was a custom model and it still felt like Admech, but it looked like it looked super super unique to so the um, point i
2: asked the guy i said hey do you do like do you 3d print any of this or anything every single model is a gw bit and or forge world i think yeah yeah you know, or forge world but i will tell you if you guys it so get your pen and paper out i'm going to give you an instagram that you guys can check this guy out but it's it's k-o-s-z-k-a-m-a-d-e comade. and um he does like twitch videos and i mean his his instagram has some weird stuff but he's got <laughs> he's got it's a picture on risk his, yeah yeah um yeah pictures of his tattoos and him playing chess but his, his he's got a bunch of his ad stuff on there and it I, I don't even know if these pictures honestly do it justice. They were so beautiful in person. It was, it was amazing.
1: What was that Instagram one more time?
2: It is K-O-S-Z-K-A-M-A-D-E. Cosca
1: And one of the great things about the tournaments at Adepticon is the prize. You know, they have first, second, third, but they also have best army, right? Best theme. And so for, like, the guys that are really good at converting and painting, and those prizes are equally as, you know, money value worth as, like, first place, right? So. Yeah, um, and he won. He oh, won. for sure. Yeah, I, I did see uh, this army when I was walking around, too.
2: I don't know what it's called. He just said that he won a painting award, but I know he's, yeah, he said it wasn't for playing, it was for painting.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's well, that's what he was wearing.
2: Yeah. Kind of <laughs>
0: No, and, but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, the nice thing about orcs, Andy, is as we say on 40k radio, any kit is an orc kit. Right. <laughs> it's true.
0: But um, yeah, I didn't. Um, I I didn't get to see the armies on parade quite as well. I think it, there was a, a Death Court krieg there. One I know that's another big one. But I was so tired by that point, point. Um, and that was. Oh man, that was a crowded hall.
1: Well, there was uh, that crazy one where they built like an eight foot tall castle.
0: That I did see,
1: because that, that was, was actually
0: in the a- Age of Sigmar yeah. hall for a while. Uh, so I did get a chance to see that. I, I wish I had seen some of the um, Deathcore Krieg up a little mm-hmm. closer, but yeah.
1: Just yeah, because that was like a... Dave, you took a close look at that one. That was like a whole trench system with vehicles and sirens and stuff, right?
2: Oh, yeah, and he had a smoke machine going, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah, it was pretty impressive.
1: This is what happens when there's two Adepticons off and people have three years to work on this stuff. <laughs>
3: yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So are we all a doing two... a team tournament next year or what? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm still not crazy about committing to stuff. I, I had a super fun time. I had missed 2019 because uh, I was um uh out of work at the start of that year. So I, I didn't have the money to go. So it was it had been, you know, three years missing for me. So I, I had a super fun time. I wish Justin could have gone. Um hopefully next year it uh, works out where all five of us can go. But um but I I, I had so much fun and I'm super excited about the stuff working, you know, the new games we have and new minis to paint and all that.
1: Yeah. I like I like Dave's concept of driving out.
2: Just an idea. I'm not sold on it yet. So long that's just just outside of my idea of how Your far to drive,
1: <laughs> it's just it's like an hour past uh two hours past gen con so it's a little too far well mm-hmm.
2: and part, part of my interest in doing it is that i would love to like i, I if if i could commit to driving and there were you know i, I would love to like Bring more terrain and like maybe run a game for our friends or like you know what I'm saying like run a yeah, Necromunda yeah. event some morning or something like because I the, that was my only thing about this year that was kind of a bummer was like I, I had a blast I walked around but really a lot of the games I played were demos and board games because I you know I mean we played BattleTech that one night but I'm like man I think I, every time I'm done with Adepticon I'm like man I wish I did more events you know
1: <laughs> well and it's definitely I mean it's cheaper to drive out than plane ticket too so. Well, gives you a little more spare get, money to what gas prices do. yeah but still i mean if it's if gas prices go up plenty are going to go up anyway so it, i'd
0: i'd seriously consider that the tough <laughs> thing is is that it does mean potentially leaving on sunday instead of monday but i'd consider it
2: yeah yeah leaving like late 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 well i see what you're saying yeah i don't know i'd have to map it all out but i, I i'm intrigued we've got the minivan so it's a possibility well, I'd
0: even look at renting a van or something for that, too. Like, I know that starts to cut into how much you save, but at the same time, like, split
2: the cost enough ways. I don't know how much they are. The only guy I know who works with rental vans is Matt.
3: He doesn't have a job. So. Anymore.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, were we, did we do all the things that we needed to do?
3: I think I we think did. So. Was there Let's anything know. else
2: that anybody wanted to
0: mention?
3: I mentioned all the things on my list. Any Justin questions? Any questions
1: from the people? Uh, no, it just sounds like you guys had an amazing time, and I am very jealous. And I do hope to go next year. Yeah, we. I'd we be. Did in for, I time. think I'd be in for driving. It says it's sixteen hours, which is quite a drive, but might be well, any yeah. fun. I mean, we were talking about staying somewhere overnight. Too old for this shit. <laughs> you know. You know. Yeah.
3: yeah. I usually go ahead and help terrorists, so I might be out for that. But but we'll see. Who knows what? Who knows what will happen next year, I, he's switching it up. Um, you know, for what the pre-tour will be. So if it's not D&D related, it might not be, you know, I know I am I'm, could still be of service to him, but with the, I was going to Lake Geneva, it made a little bit more sense with my experience with that. So we'll see what happens. I'm open to it. It would mean, uh, you know, a pretty good extra chunk of, you know, probably an extra day off from work or so, just for getting back and everything. But I'm open to it.
0: All right. Well, that has (laughs) been our Adepticon wrap up our first show of 2022 probably Hopefully not got our
3: last, our last. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're, we're gonna do we'll do a few we'll, we'll, we'll do we a have, few we
0: have modest goals i
1: think we can <laughs> hit them.
0: And, and, yeah and we've got plenty of time to potentially put that off and <laughs> oh yeah get to that. it's <laughs>
1: only april guys we, we got yeah. plenty of time
0: yeah. early april even there's still potential for us we'll uh we'll close out this uh episode looking forward to getting a few more in this year, but Depticon great time again. Thanks to all the people we get to see out there. um, Like Pat and Dan and Seppy. Seppy. Seppy We
3: missed missed Pitzer this year.
0: Miss Pitzer. Um, But hopefully both Pitzer and uh, Astino will be there next year. So that'll be super fun. So thanks guys for
3: the the wrap up. uh, And we'll see you guys uh, next episode. Okay. Let your geek flag fly. (laughs) Yay. You've been listening to Nerd Herders, a part of the Freebooters Network. All song and movie clips are the property of their respective owners, and no challenge of ownership is implied. We use those clips because we're fans, so please don't sue us. Please check out our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours. You can find us on Twitter, at Nerd Herders Show, and on Facebook under the Nerd Herders Podcast. You can also reach us by email at hosts at nerdherderspodcast.com. Special thank you to our editor and producer, Justin Stino, alex The chances of us reaching episode 200 were harmed during the making of this podcast.